All right, everybody, welcome back to the Case Punt Podcast. With us today, we only have one guest, and that is Ryan Matthews. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Thanks for asking. Uh, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different of a format from what we're normally used to. Uh, so we're going to do a mid-season update, but just because of some... Uh, some outstanding uh time uh, per- parameters i don't know what i'm trying to say here but we have some scheduling uh issues. some scheduling issues thank you um so we're gonna try and record this podcast as like a more of a little one-on-one interview section so hopefully you guys like it uh ryan from what i understand you're a packers fan is that correct i don't i don't think you've mentioned it that much uh yeah i'd, I'd say so I, i'm about as much of a packers fan as brady is a, a buccaneers fan at this point Oh, so you're a bandwagon Packers fan? I thought you were a legit Packers fan. <laughs> no, I'm just throwing shade at you. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Um, it's but yeah, so the Packers. We have to do this uh, time management. <laughs> yeah. scheme. Should we just have? Should we just take a minute just to sewer Brady for a couple seconds? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure um, he'll sewer me. I'm sure he'll sewer me. I expect. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, to be worry, completely I'll, I'll... fair, it is because he had to work. So. No excuses. This podcast is our is our main priority in life. <laughs> Jeez. Thanks. To, thank kidding. you, uh, random voice for chiming hey, in there. Producer Aiden. <laughs> Thanks, Grinelli. Um, but yeah. So Packers. Let's uh, let's talk about them for a little bit. I know. I know you love to do that. So midway through, we're in what week eleven right now. How do you, how are you feeling about the Packers? Uh, I'm feeling good about their offense and not so good about their defense, which is, I guess, everybody's point of view at this point. Um, they decided to – well, actually, I heard reports saying that they were going to try and trade for D-line, which would have helped them, uh, I mean, quite a bit. Like, our, our run defense is just atrocious at this point. I, I don't know, you know, what the what the biggest problem is. I, I, like, I don't know, I guess the cliche answer would be say that they're missing a sideline-to-sideline linebacker tackler. Uh, who was available at the draft, right? So, like, people are going to say, well, why'd we draft Jordan Love if if Patrick Queen was available? But I don't know. That's their biggest problem right now. I guess they're getting two two of their best defensive players back, Kevin King and Jair, uh, for this week. But it's a tough matchup against the Colts. Am I I an idiot for thinking that Kenny Clark's been out for a little bit or something like that? He was out at the start of the year, but he's back now. The problem is, like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't show up on the scoreboard. Um, because basically he's just being double teamed every play. And like yeah. when our other D linemen are stepping up, it's just so easy for the opposing like team to just double team Kenny because he's so good. Yeah. I mean, there's no denying he is a premier defensive tackle in the NFL. And so I, I, I think one thing that you mentioned that uh, is kind of key is right now you have your two first or your two, uh, the first two picks that you made in the draft, neither of them are playing. You have Jordan Love at quarterback. You have A.J. Dillon on the uh, COVID list right now. So you essentially missed on two draft picks for to help this year. And with how good Aaron Rodgers is playing and not to mention how good Devontae Adams has been, like mm-hmm. you think maybe getting them some help. And I know we talked about this at the beginning of the year, and I was trying to be like on the other side playing devil's advocate. Like, oh, you always need a future. Uh, the running back pick, though, was one that didn't make sense to me when you had two good running backs and uh, – well, one elite running back in Aaron Jones and one good running back in Jamal Williams. Uh, I just think like a guy, like you said, like Patrick Queen being available and passing on him when you lost Blake Martinez already, 
that's a tough one to swallow for Packers fans. Yeah, and Blake Martinez has been playing really well in, in New York. There's no question about it. I mean, I think he's the leading tackler in the league at this point. I, I, th- I think so. Um, I would like to Lakers. interject here for a second on that sure, note. Sure, what's up, Producer Aiden? Um, Blake Martinez is tied for the leading tackler with my boy Roquan Smith. So Okay, get out of here. Where is Roquan, Roquan Smith? Is he still in Chicago? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. He is. Yeah, he's having yeah. a good year too. It's him, Bobby Wagner, and Blake Martinez tied with uh, 96 tackles on the year, and like those are two great names for Blake Martinez to be ta- uh, like wrapped up with. Uh, no pun intended. He had it wrapped up tackles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That was pretty good. I, I think. I think a lot of it is is that um, that the New York, the way their scheme runs is like similar to Green Bay's in just in terms of uh, their run defense. Where like. In Green Bay, Blake was like a mop-up tackler, essentially. Like, if, if the defensive didn't stop him, he, it was his job to stop him, I don't know, four or five yards down the field, which is not sustainable as a defense. We'll run defense anyway. But that yeah. was just his job, and that's and our defense of line just wasn't playing well enough the last couple of years, so he got tons and tons of tackles. So it may be inflated just by that, but there's no question. I think he has, like, an interception. Like, I don't know. I think he's balling out over there, but... Yeah, like I mean, I've I've seen him quite a bit. Just having like you know, just some like, uh, like you know, he's he's not gonna be one of those guys that makes highlight real plays every week. But ninety six tackles through eleven weeks is just it's it it kind of epitomizes him as like one of those guys that just does the dirty work. You know, he won't score touchdowns. He won't. He he he's not like a Luke Keekley or a uh you know or a linebacker like no. that. But he is. He does weeks. his job and does it well. Um. um Oh, oh and uh, just about the draft, real quick, I was going to say that the, the first two picks were definitely prophylactic picks, like, without question. Like, um, the well, they drafted Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play football for forever. Um, and they drafted A.J. Dillon because they thought they had good value in the second round because, well, either Jamal's leaving or Aaron's leaving or both. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens because A.J. Dillon will be playing a lot more next season regardless. They can't afford to, to bring back both. Yeah, I think like it's it, it's it's a no brainer that you have to bring back Aaron Jones. He is a I'm going to say top five running back just to play it on the safe side, but you could even put him at top four and higher. Um, that guy's a stud, like a stud of a running back. In between him, Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams, I don't know if there's a much better trio out there, if at all. No, I mean I guess you could make. Uh, like uh, there's Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas, right? But like this year, this year I'm not even putting Brees and Michael Thomas yeah. close to Devontae and Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I just it's it's so tough because a lot of people don't aren't even worried about bringing Aaron Jones back. But for me, you have to bring like that. The reason you draft a skid elite talent and then you just let him go doesn't make any sense to me. But they have so many, like the the cap situation in Green Bay is going to be tight, tight, tight this year or this upcoming next year. Yeah, um, you got to hope that they, they have some uh, some mo- some ways to shed some cap, whether it's you know getting rid of some vets, getting rid of uh, or Aaron Rodgers restructuring. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, why are you restructuring your contract? Right, like they're doing everything that they can to get you out of there. Like, why would you restructure? Yeah, no, I would, I would, I would be surprised if they asked them to restructure. I think they just leave that. I think what's probably going to happen is. Well, the Bakhtiari um, signing was massive in terms of cap for next year. They've He's technically the highest paid left tackle in football. 
um, per average, like average over the years. But next year, he's only making 11 million, which means that that gives him really good cap flexibility. And I think what they hopefully what they'll do is sign um, Aaron Jones and hopefully Corey Lindsley back. And I think Kevin King will have to walk. Um, and and I think Jamal will get paid to go somewhere else that the Packers just can't pay him enough to to stay as a backup. I think he's probably a, a pretty good like on like the bottom half of the league without good running backs is he, he could start there. I think like Jamal Williams, I think is in a perfect situation as an RB two in green Bay, just like, you know, he just fits in. He does, you know, he can pick up some carries when he needs to from Aaron Jones. He can work on the goal line. He can, you know, he, he like, he's a perfect number two running back. And I, I kind of see it as like a Toby Gerhardt situation where, like he's a great running back, but he could fall through when given like the lead back role. So that'll be interesting to see what happens to him next season. Yeah, and I think in Green Bay he's used more of a one B role. Like he's getting a lot of touches. Like the yep, reason Aaron time. Jones doesn't have massive numbers is because he well one he was hurt earlier in the season for yes. a little bit, um, and then two uh, he only gets half the touches that a person like Henry or Kamara gets. Like yeah, that's very or, true. or CMC even. I think I checked last year and and Aaron Jones had like significantly less touches um but if you extrapolated his yards per carry and uh to and you gave him those touches that henry had he actually would have had like i don't know just marginally less yards and way more receiving yards than henry like it's just the way that they run the scheme in green bay but hey it works oh do we lose it there no no i'm good oh perfect all right um so I think that's uh, I think that's enough uh, enough of the Packers talk. But uh, I think like I, I you know all in all, I'll wrap it up. The Packers still have a good shot at, at being uh, or making a deep playoff push this year. Like they're like I mean their division's kind of soft from you know just a quick glance yeah. at it. Like I don't I don't think I don't think the the Vikings and the Lions, despite their four and five record, I don't think it's like I don't think they're real you know just under five hundred teams. Uh, the Bears you know are at five hundred with five and five, but I just I just don't see the Bears doing too much damage and threatening the Packers uh no, division title the, run. The Bears don't scare me and the Lions don't scare me. It's 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 the Vikings that do. I mean Dalvin Cook's Dalvin probably Cook. back in the league right now. Yeah. Um and they had a shitty start to the year, but they're really coming on. I think they've won three or four straight now. They beat the Packers at Lambeau. Like it's that's a tough thing to do historically. And yeah, I think I'm I'm surprised the Packers didn't go all in this season. They like they could have dropped, they jumped up to get Justin Jefferson, who's elite, like in his first year. Um, Patrick Queen was still on the board. Kenneth Murray went off the board like two picks or one pick before they got him. Like there's there's definitely options for them um, to make their team better as is. But oh for sure, the, the Green Bay method is to always be good, but never really go in all go all in to be great, like sacrifice the future. Um, yeah, they're just chronically is... good and hope hope they get super hot one playoffs and, and go to the title like they did in 2010. I mean, it, you know, it worked for them before. So hopefully, you know, and for your sake, it works again. But I, you know, I think uh, that's, that'll roll right into our next topic about uh, the Super Bowl. You know, you're, you're hoping that the Packers get hot and that they can, you know, somehow steamroll their way and bully their way into a Super Bowl. But what is your Super Bowl pick right now? Yeah, I think... Well, so the Packers, I'm not going to pick the Packers to go to the Super Bowl, just the way their defense is. Their their offense is a Super Bowl caliber caliber team, or offense anyway. Um, 
they definitely could put up points to go to a Super Bowl and win. It's just their defense I don't think could hang, um, especially with, um, like, Patrick Mahomes. Like, there's no way we could hang. Um, I think I think right now I'd probably – I don't know. Historically, defenses do do better, like, always win in the playoffs. So I'd be inclined to think that it's going to be Casey and, and, and Steelers at this point. And the Steelers put up just enough – just enough touchdowns to always win, and their defense is elite. So I think maybe I'd pick them to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. The NFC is much harder. Um, you have Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans. The Cardinals are still in it, obviously. Buccaneers um, are still in it. Buccaneers, for sure. Uh, the Buccaneers have some weird problems. Like, their defense was extremely elite, especially when they played against the Packers, and then they seem to be pedestrian against New Orleans. And I don't know what the biggest difference is between those two teams, maybe short passes. But I don't know. It's so tough to pick up the NFC. I think I'd probably pick, especially with uh, Drew Brees getting hurt right now. It's it makes it even tougher. Um, I yeah, you gotta wonder pick, how Taysom Hill is gonna do. Who? What's the team with the best balance of offense and defense? Probably the Buccaneers. So I, I, I honestly, honestly, like it's Seattle at seven and three for me is just they're a little bit. Their record for me is a little bit inflated. I just don't think that seven and three accurately accurately reflects how good that team is. I think they're a lot worse than seven and three. Uh, the Russell Wilson was on fire to begin the year, undisputed MVP, but now um, I don't. His I don't think he's is making him throw pick after pick. Like, there's no question about that. But yeah, and... like it's it's some combination of having to carry the team and making poor decisions. Um, yeah, I mean, he's had he's had a, had a couple head scratchers, like interceptions wise. He's had like oh, two absolutely. pick sixes or three. I don't and know. I, I I won't pick Seattle just because just because of their defense. I I would one hundred percent agree with that. And I, I Jamal Adams, when he's been playing, has not been playing too well this year. And I know he's dealing with a bunch of injuries. And I love Jamal Adams, so I'm not going to sewer him too much. But it it is kind of hard. Like it comes down to like a couple teams, and the Packers are one of them. So if honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if the other two are picking the Packers to make the Super Bowl. If their defense gets hot, I could see it. I can see a path to the Super Bowl if their defense gets hot. We have to fix the run defense. I mean, we just the, – the defensive line has to has to stop it before it gets to the linebackers because then it's too late in the in the Packers' scheme. I mean, I we have a lockdown corner. Jairs is the number one coverage cornerback in the league. He just eliminates half the field. Like, the, the passing – like, if we were to play a team like um, – Kansas City in the the Super Bowl, I, I'd feel a lot better about our champ chances. Essentially, I would agree with our that. Pass defense is is much better. Exactly, like you don't. Uh, I think like you know, Clyde Edwards-Helaire got out to one of the best starts that a rookie could probably ever have. It's tapered off a little bit since. Um, and I was I was dead wrong about Le'Veon Bell vulturing touches, but like they're throwing the ball because it's Pat Mahomes. Like no matter how good of a running back you have, you're not gonna have a better player than Patrick Mahomes at running back. Um. So the Packers versus the Chiefs would just be a, a just an air raid, slug it out, high scoring game, and I would love to see that. Yeah, whatever secondary can hold up the the best, essentially. Yeah, who, who whoever whatever secondary cannot break is is essentially it. Yeah, and the only fold or the I guess like the I guess the key would be to stop Aaron Jones for for Kansas City because yeah. if we can get Can or Aaron Jones going, then I think it's gonna be. A lot harder for them to win. Um, I also Clyde don't think Chiefs... doesn't scare me as much as Aaron Jones would. I I 100 agree with you, but I don't. I also don't think the Chiefs really have a cornerback that can match up with Devontae Adams. Like you do have Tyron no. Matthew, who's great, but like 
that's a yeah, they're not going to put a safety on a on a yeah, wide receiver. It never happens. Absolutely not. But you're going to have to double cover him. So it's I don't even know who the the Chiefs are rocking at corner right now. They did just sign DeAndre Baker, but I I mean you know he's going to take a little bit. I mean by playoffs he might uh, might end up being back into form and you know be okay. But like for right now, are you going to really stick uh, like Bashad Breland or? You know, somebody like, like I think, uh, I think he would, Sneed was the rookie that was great, but he's out now. I, just think, I think, I think you'd stick the veteran Breland on him and roll coverage every play. You have to, that's, that's what the, I mean, what the, what the Vikings did to limit him. And when I say limit, I mean, he still got 60 yards and three touchdowns, but, uh, what they did was they, they rolled coverage his way. They played cover three defense, made him beat him on the ground and, and the Packers couldn't, that's why they won. Um, the Packers run game has to be better if that's what happens. Um, Cause I mean, Devontae's good, but it is what it is. I guess we'll see. That'd be a great matchup. I would love to see that. That'd be one of the, probably one of the best Super Bowls that we could watch in a long, in a long time. Although last year's was great. Last year's was a great Super Bowl. Yeah. And Patrick Holmes is, I mean, I would not be surprised if Casey went to the finals, but like yeah. I, I tend to tend to side with the, with the elite defense over elite offense. So speaking of Patrick Mahomes, how about we talk about the uh, the updated awards that you think are going to be dished out at the end of the year? So we can go with all of them: MVP, Opoi, Depoy, and then Oroy and Deroy. So let's start with MVP. Who do you got right now? Um, I think, well, like you said, Russell was definitely the runaway favorite at the start. But I mean, based on his play recently, I think I think the only pick here is is Patrick Mahomes, and that's just because like. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a close second, but Patrick Mahomes is 25 touchdowns, one interception. Going like this was his past bye week, so he's starting up again. I think it's just crazy right now. That's elite efficiency. I, I I'm not going to disagree with the Patrick Mahomes MVP pick. So what about offensive player of the year? Let's say you can't pick Patrick Mahomes because I don't think he can win both. Offensive player of the year is tough. I mean, it usually goes to the MVP or the or quarterback, right? I mean, if you can't go um, Patrick Mahomes, maybe Aaron Rodgers could could steal that one. Uh, maybe even looking at, I mean, if Devontae is still at the top of the leaderboard for for um, touchdowns and close in yards, maybe you could make an argument there for him. Alvin Kamara is another really, really good pick because he's basically carrying the, or he has carried the Saints offense. I mean, Michael Thomas just got back, so. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the second part of the season. I mean, the second the second half of the season is is where everything is decided. So, like, Agreed. I mean, Patrick Mahomes could throw seven interceptions in the next two games, and then we're, it's a completely different story. Aaron Rodgers has more touchdown passes than Mahomes right now, I'm, and but two more interceptions. Like he's twenty six and three. So, like, there's tons to be decided still. Yeah, I think like uh, my first thought was Devontae Adams because I I usually don't want like to pick quarterbacks for my Opoi picks. Uh, so Devontae would be up there, but then you also have guys like, like you said, Alvin Kamara, but then, you know, from Aiden's fantasy team, you have Dalvin Cook. So there's a couple yeah, options there for, that's for a good pick too. I, I so like, are, I would be, it's just interesting to me because Devontae's missed two and a half games and he's still tied for first in touchdowns and somewhere, I think he's sixth in yards right now, which is crazy efficiency. And um, I think he's must be up there in receptions because he's getting, a, he's averaging like 10 or 11 per game right now. Fair enough. So now, what about defensive player of the year? Um, I I, I tend to go back and forth between uh, Aaron Donald and Miles um, Garrett. Miles Garrett was touch and go there because he was he had an MRI on his knee and he could have been done for the year, but he did play and get a sack the next game. 
So if he keeps playing like this, I I think maybe Miles Garrett might get it. And it could be the LeBron effect with Aaron Donald. They just don't – the NFL doesn't want to give Aaron Donald the deep point every single year, right? Like, I think he has two now, one or two. Yeah, you got to have some uh, some. And sort you of, probably you know, could have made – you could have made the, the argument that he deserved it last year over Gilmore. I mean, I could even argue that. Um, but Gilmore was the trendy pick, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you got to wonder how much that factors in. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was, you know, their entire decision-making process where, like, oh, Aaron Donald's going to win nine more of these in his career. We can't give him one every year. Let's just give it to Gilmore. You know, even though Gilmore had a great season, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, I think Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, nine and a half sacks, nine sacks, uh, respectively. Um, if, you, if you want a really outside pick that it probably won't go this way because he doesn't have a ton of interceptions. He only has one. It's, it's Jair alexander and um he's been lights out all season uh he missed, number, he like missed most one... of last game yeah um because of a concussion but he's he's playing he was taken off the injury list so he's playing tomorrow um i just well oh, go ahead this recording um yeah but uh he he's locked down every receiver that's come his way he's number one uh coverage and uh, cornerback in the league right now uh per pff whatever that means to you um I mean, nobody is beating him right now. It's 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 Jair Island. So, I think like it's just one of those things where that one interception number is the only thing that's really taken his case like just completely down. It's because nobody's throwing his way, um, and like his impact is don't forget like immeasurable. The fact that he's locking down half a field at a time, immeasurable. The best cornerback in the game, but a guy like J.C. Jackson who has six interceptions has, is going to have a way better chance of winning it than Jair, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and that's true. And I think uh, there's a couple cornerbacks on the Buccaneers that are, are like being talked about. I think Dean is one, and I can't remember the other one. But Carlton Davis uh, has got to be out there. Yeah, and it's because yeah. the, like they have a high turnover defense. And yeah, it's not surprising. Um, but the reason you don't – there's a reason you don't hear Jair's name called in a game, and that's yeah. because nobody throws to him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he doesn't I mean, make plays because they don't give him the chance to. They walked uh, into to Georgia to face Calvin Ridley, the hottest wide receiver at the time in the league, and he got no catches, zero yards. Yeah, zero. You just love so, to see that. Yeah, his his impact on the field is is incredible, Jair. But you know, unfortunately, I think that interception, the one only having one interception, it almost invalidates him from the conversation. And I don't think it should at all. But just in like the eyes of uh, the general public and the eyes of like probably the. Um, uh, the award decision makers. I don't think he has a really big shot unless he has a you know great back half of the season in terms of interception. Yeah. So like just in summer, I think I'd pick Miles Garrett just because it's a yeah. trendy pick. He has uh, the same amount or more sacks than Aaron Donald at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's elite. I agree with that. So now, really quick, how about we go no explanation and no uh, uh, just the names here: offensive rookie, defensive rookie. You can give a little summary of why you think. Uh, offensive rookie, I'm going with uh, probably uh, there's a lot of good receivers. I mean, T. Higgins is coming on a lot as well yeah, uh, for the absolutely. Bengals. Um, but I'd probably go Justin Jefferson. I don't think anybody expected him to make the impact that he's having, but um, he's our. I can't say he's outplaying Thielen because Thielen's tied, I think, for the most touchdowns and has yeah, Thielen's had a great but, year. But it seems at points that he's. I mean, his route running's crisp. He's got the laterals or the longitudinal speed. I mean. He could be outplaying Thielen at points, and that's that's crazy to think about. And I he really wish right he was in, 
I really wish he was a Packer. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thankful that he's not because him, Alan Lazard, and Devontae Adams would be unstoppable. But I think uh, I'm, re- I'm really happy you didn't go quarterback. I feel like that's, uh, that's the boring pick, the safe pick. And I think Justin Jefferson stepped right into the Stephon Diggs role fits in super well. So what, oh, about, yeah. for, uh, what about for defensive rookie? Who you got? Um, this, is a, this is a tough one, too. There's a, there's a, it could go like the people who picked this could go either like a bunch of different ways. I mean, mm-hmm. Patrick Crean was hot at the start of the year. I don't know how he's playing as of last week or if he's hurt or not. Um, uh, Jeremy Chin's playing a lot, which I know would be your pick. Um, he's playing really well. Yeah. Um, there was a, even like, even the cornerback CJ Henderson on, on the Jaguars was, was, had pretty sticky coverage on Devontae last week, which was, I mean, amazing to see because nobody else could cover him. Yeah, I, I think uh, he started off super well, but you haven't really heard too much from him as of recently. Yeah, but like I said, if you don't hear a lot from him, that's there's usually a reason why. That's true. That's true. Maybe they're not throwing his way in uh, in Duval. So that's yeah, he's uh, a physical cornerback, man. Like he's he played well against Devontae. Devontae yeah. only had a, I think he had like I don't know maybe eighty yards and a touchdown. Okay. Not bad. I mean, he did he did miss like the most of the the second half with an yeah. injury, but still. So what about uh? So so who's your official pick then for D Roy? Um, good question. Uh, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with the uh, I'll go with Jeremy Chin. I think I think Let's he's go. generating a ton of buzz. I will just yeah. love to hear that. Um, I think he's been fantastic. Hopefully, he can just you know keep fighting through his injuries and uh. Yeah, and I think Dan Brady field. had a massive. Who's uh, who's the guy that Brady wants to win? Because he's playing really well. Is it David? Oh, Winfield. Winfield. Yeah, yeah, he's playing really yeah. well as, as well. But he's I think the Bucks super. the last couple of weeks have, have have not played as well. So. Yeah, I think Tom Brady's going to whip him in shape. They'll be fine. I'm not too worried about that team. Yeah, the reason I picked Shin over him uh, initially is because he's overperforming on a mediocre team at best, and I mean. Like uh, who? Yeah, who's it? Winfield. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing good on a on an elite defense. Yeah, that's yeah, why I, I agree would. with that. Yeah. All right, and really quickly, your fantasy team. You are currently sitting pretty at fifth, fourth place in the league, I believe. Fourth, I think. Yeah. Fourth place. Unfortunately. Um, you, I think above anybody else, you have dealt with the most injuries in our fantasy league. I think you know people I've dealt with probably the most substantial injury in Christian McCaffrey. But I think in yeah. terms of the number, the quantity of injuries that you've dealt with, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, like all these guys have been hurt. Like Miles Gaskin, uh, LaVisca Chanel, George Kittle, uh, Raheem Mostert, all these guys are suffered long-term injuries. So Yeah, I don't have enough what, uh, IR spots on my team for everybody. Oh, Oh, none of us do at this point. But what has gone right for you? Like, you, all these injuries have been, you know, hindering your team, but you're still in fourth. You're still kicking around in fourth place. So what has gone well for you this year in fantasy? Um, So I think the initial injury monster kind of screwed me, but I picked up Gaskin, who seems to have been a really nice pickup for the time being. He's now on IR, of course, but um, really, basically, I've been hinging on um Kyler Murray and Devontae Adams at this point they're both or the as of last week they were both number one at their position uh for fantasy points so I think those two have been carrying me pretty heavily uh Naheem Hines has been okay um I mean Taylor still gets a lot of carries um as like like as a trend throughout the whole year 
but yeah, it's kind of my, my team's kind of in shambles and Devonte was like doubtful at, at some point this week as well. So yeah, it's a little ropey. Yeah. I heard you got a pretty tough matchup this week. So, you know, best of luck to you in that one. I think you're going to need it. Um, yeah, I'm glad CMC's not playing. That's all yeah. C- no CMC, no Josh Allen, no Stefan Diggs. You got my uh, you got my bench coming at you. Yeah, course. but to be fair, like Kyler Kyler Murray didn't play all that well. He still did get 24 points, so that's still not yeah. not not bad. I mean, that's his second lowest, and that 24 points, I think you're doing all right. Does have a little bit of a tough schedule coming up with New England, LA, and uh, the Giants actually not giving up too many points to quarterbacks. They're all top 10 for. Uh, like on the red side of quarterback for quarterbacks, but uh, yeah, I, I think mean, that's all the time. Well, I mean, your your running backs are are gonna do some do some work against my team. I think yeah. your running backs. I, that's what I'm hoping really for. Nice. That is absolutely yeah. what I'm hoping for with Mike Davis against Detroit and Josh Jacobs against KC. Josh Jacobs had a good week against KC last time, so hopefully, uh, hopefully he can do something there. And I also have Adrian Peterson starting this week because DeAndre yeah. slips out. Not to um, mention the Packers. I have Devonte and Aaron Jones, and they're playing like the best defense in football right now against yeah, fantasy that's, receivers. And that's true. Backs. That's true. I was uh, I was trying to actually make a trade last night. Uh, our trade deadline just passed, and I would I'll, I'll say for the for the podcast for the uh, for the for the cloud of it, I was pretty close to pulling off a trade where my team I would have to give up Diggs, but my team would have ended up being. Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry as my running backs, and then I would have no wide receivers, and I'd be going with jo- Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey, and then I'd have like Corey Davis and like Antonio Brown or uh, yeah, well, Travis Kelsey. The funniest part about that is that you could afford to once CMC comes back because he's essentially a running back and a receiver at this point. Same with Kamara. That's the thing. I I would have like I would have gone with the three running backs and not cared because like I'm Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey. I'm guaranteed sixty points pretty much out of those three. And then you throw in at 20 least. from Josh Allen, you throw in 20 from Travis Kelsey. That's already looking at 100 points. And I, I haven't even talked. I don't even have receivers, quarterbacks, or receivers, kickers, or defense in. So, yeah. Well, like, like I know. said, I mean, CMC is putting up, like, if you were to take away his rushing numbers, he's still having really good weeks as a receiver. And then yeah. you add the rushing numbers, and it's just a bonus. And, uh, and Kamara, I mean, Kamara single-handedly beat my team last week. Like Brady got a win against me because Kamara put up like forty points. That's uh, that's pretty much what I'm gonna need from you from my team this week. So best of luck to you. Um, and I, there's no more niceness. I'm gonna be chirping the heck out of you tomorrow. So that's the uh, that's the plan. So get ready for that. I I fully expect to lose fully. Do you? I'm projected to beat you by point six two points. Why? Right, what happened to the projections? I was projected to win like four. Anyway. Yeah, I, I put in Adrian yeah. Peterson. He's like projected to get like four more than uh, Fulgham was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. But anyways, Ryan, thank you very much for your time here. You uh, put out some good insight, but uh, really appreciate it. Good luck with uh, good luck with school, and I'll, I'll talk to you in about five minutes. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. All right. And our next guest this is the uh, the producer from the last interview, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the Bears fan, Aiden Wall. What's going on, dude? How are you? I'm I'm great. Thank you for asking. I mean, apart from uh, the downward spiral that the Bears are on right now, I'm doing great. <laughs> I have a bye week. Oh. I have a bye week, so I don't need to stress about it this week. So, <laughs> um, fairly happy about that. But yeah. Oh, uh, fair enough. Um, I, I hey, let's let's get right into it then, Bears. Four straight losses after starting the season five and one. They went from being 
one of the best teams in the NFL to got to be the most disappointing team at this point, no? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And uh, I mean, I I think I literally predicted this on a podcast episode. I think I said, like, I fully expect the Bears. So this was at the time, uh, I think they lost their first game. And then I said, okay, I expect them to lose, like, their next five. Like, that is... <laughs> That's like uh, that's where I saw them going. So if they lose one more, so they're on their bye week this week, don't have to worry about it. But if they come back and lose, then I predicted it right. It's unfortunate to say that. Like I don't want them to lose, of course. Um, but just with their like with their situation, it's hard not to see them losing, right? Like, Who do they got on the schedule the next couple of weeks? Uh, I actually don't know. But um, I oh, well the Packers are anymore. Packers have to be one. Um, coming up, or is it week sixteen that they play? Um, oh no, they play the they play the Packers next week. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Okay, so here from here out, that makes sense. They're Thanks, going, human. yeah, yeah. They so they got uh, the Packers next week after the bye week. Then mm-hmm. Lions, Texans, Vikings, Jaguars, and the Packers again to wrap up. Okay, so I can I can well I. I think they're going to lose to the Packers. It's not whether I can see them losing. It's that I think yeah. it is. Uh, um, I don't want to say a hundred percent, but I think it could very well happen. Um, but I mean, Lions, Texans, Vikings, Jaguars, that's your month of December right there. I think you can go four and oh in that month and end up with a nine and, uh, will that be nine and six record? Nine and seven, nine, and seven record. Yeah. I don't know, man, because so Ryan was saying this in his, uh, the Vikings are a scary team right now. They're not a team. And I mean, so actually, I think the Bears already lost to the Vikings. So there's uh, that. I will, yep. Fair enough. So they've already lost to the Vikings. So there's nothing there for that. But uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. They're, they're, they're coming off last week's loss to the Vikings. But yeah, I, I think if there's one team that can stop the Vikings, it is the Chicago Bears. That their run defense is superb. Um yeah. and we talked about this again in the Ryan episode where with Roquan Smith being such an elite level tackler, you have Khalil Mack, who's, you know, quietly still having a great season. Mm-hmm. Um you have good cornerbacks that can compete with these Vikings receivers. I I, I like Thielen and I like Jefferson, but I don't think that the Bears are outmatched against this against this team. The the key is the offense. If you can get up early and limit the touches that Dalvin Cook gets, that'll be good for your offense. Put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands to beat the Vikings. I think that's the play. I like. I'd say I agree with you, and I think in theory that is the best possible way they could go. But the unfortunate reality is that they have two quarterbacks. So two gosh awful quarterbacks <laughs> that are now not even just terrible but they're hurt both of them have shoulder injuries let's put that into perspective they already could not throw the ball effectively now they have to deal with shoulder injuries to throw the ball and tyler bray is the guy that the bears are going to be looking at to lead their team going forward depending on when Foles is back uh, I don't know if he's going to come back before Trubisky does, but honestly, at this point, I would say bench fools put Trubisky in. I don't like, I, I'm not a big Trubisky guy. I'm going to be honest. Um, 
but I think he is going to give the Bears a better shot going forward than uh, uh, Foles I, will. I think the one thing that you have going for you is if they do go with Tyler Bray, you could be looking at the next meme on TikTok following Trace McSorley and Ben DiNucci. I think that's the only yes. thing you really got going for you in that quarterback room. Yes, and that's very exciting, but uh, knowing could, the could Bears. Be on, could be on Bears talk instead of number seven talk. Shout out to the Caden Woodall. Um, <laughs> I think that's his name. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the bears like outside of their quarterback room though, that's a talented football team. I think running back, I'm still not sold on David Montgomery, but Allen Robinson is probably the top 10 receiver in the NFL. Um, I like Cole Komet a lot. I think he's a great young tight end. And then that defense is just something that I am so jealous of. You have talent at all three levels. You have great linebackers, great defensive line presence. You have good DBs. It's, uh, you know, you got, you got, you do have a good core in uh in chicago you just got to wonder about if that quarterback like that how much that quarterback room is really holding you guys back well so you mentioned Allen robinson and looking at and so not bringing in my bias as a bears fan but like i guess there is that bias because i've been watching Allen robinson on the bears but if we're talking about players that have impressed me the most this season my undisputed number one is Allen Robinson. I would agree he with that. Has been catching everything. Like, like it is ridiculous. Really look, you look at the balls getting thrown to him from Nick Foles and from and from Mitch Trubisky at the beginning of the year, and then Tyler Bray later on. They're not catchable balls, but he's making these catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he is. Uh, Anthony Miller, on the other hand. It's either he makes like ridiculously stupid like catches that I wouldn't have guessed that he'd make, or he is dropping every ball that lands in his hands. Like it is ridiculous. There is no in between for that guy. Um, which is why really Robinson like has been so impressive that he is the only guy catching balls there. I do like that other rookie you guys have, uh, Mooney. I think he's really good. He's really quick. Uh, he, he gets is, open yeah. pretty good, but like I, you, you know, there was that that uh, that compilation that went out a little bit ago of uh, all the overthrows that he's dealt with and underthrows and all that, and I thought yes. that was just absurd. But yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Uh, I so you mentioned David Montgomery that you're not sold on him personally. I think like I am so sold on that guy. Loved him in college when the Bears drafted him. I was kind of like, uh, okay questionable pick because i think at the time yeah Tariq cohen that was when he was really good but i'm actually not a big Tariq cohen guy i know he's been out this season with an acl injury but uh like i think he's i think he's a little bit overrated i'm not gonna lie like i would like to see them get rid of Tariq cohen in the future for something because i just don't think he's the best running like david montgomery is so freaking good but they just don't have an offensive line that can sustain him. Like the right. fact that he on every single running play is getting hit behind the line of scrimmage and is forced to break those tackles. Like, I I don't know if this is uh no. So Dalvin cook actually passed him, but David Montgomery is either number two or number three for broken tackles in the league. And that's kind of crazy to me because like he isn't uh He's not up there for rushing yards. He's up there for receptions and running backs, but he's not up there for rushing yards. But it really just shows that, like, when he gets the ball in his hands, he has no help. 
Like, he has to go out there and do it all himself. So, uh, like, I'd like to see them expand more. And I saw some mock drafts that, like, uh, have the Bears taking an offensive lineman in the first round, which, um, I, like, I don't know if I'm thrilled about that um, just because the current quarterback situation. Um, but I think, uh, I know I'm jumping around a lot here, but... There's just so much on that offense to be worried about. I don't even need to talk about the defense. Like, I don't because, uh, like, I personally think they have the best edge rushing duo in the entire NFL. Like, Robert Quinn and uh, Khalil Mack, I don't think there's a single edge rushing duo that beats that. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm hard-pressed to find another two just off the top of my head. Because I Robert think Quinn... I have a good one. Yeah, yeah, TJ Watt and uh, Bud Dupree, that's, uh, that would be the only two that I'd Probably say. Probably the closest, right? Yeah, that would be, but uh, even Robert Quinn was top 10 in sacks last year, so like, he's he was really good when he was on the Rams, kind of lost his step, fell out of the media for a little bit, but um, like last year on the Cowboys... He actually played super well, and uh, I didn't look into it until the Bears signed him, but uh, I was trying to figure out like why they would have gone after him uh, and let Leonard Floyd go, who unfortunately is uh, top five in sacks this year um, in How LA. Yeah, exactly. That kind of sucks, but um, it's whatever. Well, he never really panned out in Chicago, though. Like, his production in Chicago wasn't that great, so... Yeah, he was, he, was a, like, he was a solid player, Um he was getting in the backfield a lot and he had some tackles for losses, but uh, my biggest thing was he was a really good compliment to Khalil Mack. Um, and not saying that Robert Quinn wasn't, but having a faster edge rusher was definitely a good compliment. So, um, uh, I'm with that. I think in terms of pure stats, I think TJ Watt and Bud Dupree have more sacks than, uh, Cleo Mack and uh, Robert Quinn do, but yeah, honestly, in terms like you know the pure stats numbers, I love stats. I'm a big stats guy, but mm-hmm. the pure stat numbers don't, don't really show how dominant uh, Robert Quinn and Cleo Mack actually are. So I I don't disagree with you there at all. Yeah, it's uh when that like when that line gets healthy, I know Brady might disagree with me, but uh, I think they have the best defensive line, like the front seven or whatever, in the NFL. Um, I'm just saying, in 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 two years, when the boys get fully developed, just watch out for Yeter, Gross Matos, Brian Burns, and uh, Derek <laughs> Brown to start leading the league in sacks. From all three of them at the top of the leaderboard. Just, <laughs> just saying, just watch it out. Watch out for it. I, I will Chins certainly be watching out for that. Yeah, because I won't let you hear the end of it if uh, if it happens, which it That's won't. True. Like I, I, you you know me, I will be barking at you the entire <laughs> way. That's right. I if all, all right. three of them are one, two, and three for sacks, I will let you bark at me. Yeah, I I think you would have to. I don't think you would have a choice. Like I, all three no. of you would just be no, getting it. It would be terrible for you guys if that ever happened. It would oh, be, yeah. it would be it would be detrimental to our friendships. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. that's yeah, right. No, I, yeah. Uh, anyways, anything else you want to talk about the Bears? Do we want to just roll right into the the Super Bowl stuff? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I hate talking about the Bears. Um, oh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Cole Komet's been good. I mean, uh, it's a I little like bit. Him. Pardon. I like him. I'm, I'm a yeah, fan of he's been he's been good. The only issue is like he hasn't uh, he hasn't been given a shot 
yet necessarily. Like he's had, he's gotten some receptions and they've th- thrown him in there a little bit, but uh, I kind of like the steady progression they have him on. But then I'm kind of like thinking, okay, like why in the world did we draft him if he's not going to be in a starting role right off the bat? And I get it. Like second round picks usually aren't starters right off the bat. I I completely get that. But when you look at the other guy that they drafted in the second round after Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson, like he's been lights out for the Bears. Like he has been playing so freaking well for them. So then it makes me think like, okay, like why didn't we get a guy like LaVisca or something like that? Like, because I think LaVisca went in between Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson. So it's kind of like, oof, like I wish we had just picked them there. But I think one thing that I'll say to kind of reassure you is uh, tight ends do take a little bit of time in this league to develop. If you look at guys like Greg Kittle, I know his name's George, but for Brady, we'll call him Greg yeah. Kittle. Yeah. Uh, for like guys like Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, um, it doesn't like those are the top three tight ends in our league, and it takes them a little bit to you know to come on strong. Evan Ingram's the guy, the only guy I can really think of in recent history that started out being so dominant as like as he was, but like. Uh, and I guess maybe Mark Andrews, but I think Mark Andrews even still took a year. Um, but tight ends do take time, and especially a guy that's not taken in the first round. I think Cole Komet has a really bright future in Chicago. I think, you know, he can be your next, who's the last great tight end you had? Like probably like what, Greg Olson? Way back when. Ditka. Uh, oh, Greg Olson. We'll go with Greg Olson. (laughs) Not, not, uh, I, I can't think too, that, that far back, man. That, that would Uh, be like the farthest back that I could put it, but. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, you're right. Like, I agree with you. I definitely think he has, like, a really bright future. It's just so hard for me to, like, watch this offense struggle and be like, why in the world did we drop the backup? That's it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's like uh, Jordan Love and the Packers, right? I, of course, it's not on the scale because, like, obviously you've got Aaron Rodgers who is uh, arguably the best quarterback. Uh, ar- I said arguably arguably i'm on my way over i'm gonna fight you right now (laughs) he's not i think obviously patrick Mahomes is the number one guy but aaron Rodgers is a top three quarterback in the nfl and they drafted his replacement in the first round of this year's draft with aaron Rodgers. like he's not close to being done necessarily so like uh there was no rhyme or reason for why they did that so i think the situation's a little bit different but it's kind of like seeing that similarity in there that it's like, okay, we don't need a tight end. And the tight end that we just gave away to Miami is actually playing super well. So it's kind of like uh, Adam Shaheen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's playing super well for them. So uh, it's just a little bit annoying to see something like that happen when we could have drafted uh, a receiver or um, – an offensive lineman just to help out there. But I could talk about the Bears all day, but um, that's pretty much all I have to say on it anyways. All right. Well, we'll end the Bears hour uh, now, uh, as you know, as Brady would say. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the Bears might not be going to the Super Bowl, but two teams have to go. Who who are your two teams? Who do you got from the AFC and NFC? I... Sorry for that little dig there. No, no, no. I, I mean, you're definitely right but um it it's really tough because there are a lot of teams that i think 
if they can turn on the Jets for this back half of the season, they're going. I think it's Wait, hard. You're saying the Jets not... are going to make the playoffs? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really hard to not see the Steelers in the Super Bowl. I don't think there's a team that can like beat them out to go to the Super Bowl right now. That's really funny to me because I just I don't I think the Steelers are the worst undefeated team to ever play in any single sport. Like they're they're not beating great teams. They like they're like I don't know. I just I just don't think that they're like they're... that great of a team to be honest with you. Like they barely beat like a team's like I don't know like the Texans when the Texans were terrible at the beginning of the year. They beat them by one score. They like they beat up on the Browns, but like you know that's fine. They lost to the Titans or they beat the Titans by three points. The Ravens and the Cowboys are one score games, and I don't think those teams are that good. And the like they they stomped over the Bengals, which is you know good. We finally show your dominance, but they have a you know like a a pretty easy schedule, so they could end up going sixteen and zero. But then when you start playing good teams in the playoffs, I don't think I don't think the Steelers can hold up. Sure, and so I definitely see where you're coming from, but my biggest thing is that they're they're not winning by much, but they're still winning, that's and. True. If they can beat... So the Ravens are not what they were last season. That's understandable. No. Lamar Jackson isn't playing nearly as well as he was last season. And I just personally don't think they're as well of a coach team as they were last year. But I think this Steelers team, if they're doing this well in the AFC, because they're still winning. And I don't... I can't think of any teams in the AFC... Um, off the top of my head, wait, who who am I thinking? Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City is in the AFC. They are. You know what? Yeah, I think I I think you're right here. I think K or Kansas City is. Uh, I think they're gonna be my Super Bowl pick. I for some reason I thought they were in the NFC. That was dumb on my part, but um, oh good. Yeah. I think it's got to be them. I mean, uh, I think I think the biggest test the Steelers have all year is going to be end up being the rematch against the Browns in January and then the Bills in in uh, mid December. That's yeah. it. Outside of that, their schedule is Jacksonville. That's a beatable team. Ravens, they've already beat them. Washington football team, don't even get me started. The Bills are the, you know the uh, like a shot at a loss there. Bengals, they stomp the Bengals. The Colts, Colts aren't bad. And then the Browns in uh, week seventeen, because mm-hmm. you know you always get the divisional yeah. game at the end. Um, I just I think the Steelers are. Don't get me wrong, they're a super talented team, but like I just I I think nine and zero is such an inflated view on theirs. Uh, yeah. I just I don't really think they're that good. I think they're so beatable, and when they play a team like the Chiefs, I don't think they can hold up against that team. Yep. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's definitely fair. I I see what you're saying. It's just going to be so interesting because I don't know, like it's going to be weird to think like, are they going to be able to do it again? You yeah. I, mean? like, I, I don't think we've ever seen a Super Bowl repeat. Have we? Uh, the back Packers, to back years, like way, pa- like literally like Super Bowl one and two. Oh no, no, no. I mean, I think like, I, I was thinking like you and I like seen in person, like oh, a, a back to back Super Bowl win. No. Did the Patriots do it? Patriots didn't do it. No, uh, they they've been back to back. Like I think they were there for I three think that's years, what but it only was. one. I think that's what it was. 
Yeah, so the Chiefs have to be my uh, AFC contender. What Um, about the NFC? See, this one I have a lot of trouble with because I think it I for me it's between the Seahawks and the Packers. Okay. But both of these teams have something that they need to change before that happens. So I think the Seahawks I, I would take the Seahawks over the Packers. Just because the way, like, if Russell Wilson can get back to playing how he was, they're my pick for the NFC. Like, not even a question. Because he was playing lights out and using the weapons that he has to do so. Uh, Whereas Green Bay, all season, their run defense has been, like, horrendous. Like, watching uh, mediocre running backs tear up their defense is, like, uh, a horror movie, right? Um, yep. And that's something that I don't see them fixing this season. So I would give the edge to the Seahawks. Okay. But on some change of events that Green Bay was to fix their fix their defense, then that would be a complete toss up for me. Like I wouldn't even know. But so uh a long walk for a short drink of water. I'll have to see the Seahawks. <laughs> the first word you said and the last word are the exact same Seahawks. But uh I th- I think I think those are two good picks. Um I I like I said in the last one with Ryan, I think I think Packers Chiefs would be a great Super Bowl. Um I and I'm I'm really happy I don't have to go over who I pick because uh, uh I honestly don't know. But um speaking of speaking of picks, you know, we're gonna keep these smooth transitions going. MVP, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive rookie and defensive rookie. Who do you got for MVP? Um Hmm. it's hard not to say Mahomes like uh I I was trying so hard to think of anyone else but there has literally not been anyone that has been like as good as he is at their perspective position um so I would ultimately give the MVP to Patrick Mahomes. That's who I'd say I think is going to win it. I think Russell Wilson had had it locked up at the beginning of the season, but kind of, like, no pun intended, threw it away. Um, nice. Nice. Well, with Good his, bet. With his last, like, three games, like, my goodness. Terrible. Just um, horrendous. Do you think he gets his first MVP vote this season? No. No. I yeah, well, sad, eh? I don't think he does either. I, and like, this if is, it's not, this if it's is, not Pat uh, Mahomes, like, how do you not give it to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, well, that's the other thing, right? Like, but at the same time, I can see like if if Wilson does turn like turn on the Jets and uh, go back to where he was at the beginning of the season, he'll definitely get a vote. I just don't think he'll win it. I think he like still, I think he tossed it away. But there is still, still seven like, more what? games to do it. That's true. That's true. But. Uh, like winning the MVP against two guys like Rodgers and Mahomes, you really just have to be perfect. Like there's no way yeah. around it because uh, Mahomes, like for the past, even last season, like, um, like he didn't put up these crazy numbers every week, right? Like he had some impressive games, don't get me wrong, but like he wasn't putting up these ridiculous numbers 
like Wilson was for like his individual games, but he just played well throughout the entire season and kept consistent numbers. And I think that's what he's going to do this year to uh, win MVP. Like he's going to knock the top guy off that way. So just by uh, we'll not throwing interceptions and throwing more touchdowns, that's it. Exactly. Like, I mean, you exactly. know, it's, it's pretty simple, but uh, I a hundred percent agree. I think, I mean, he did throw 50 touchdowns two years ago when he won his MVP, but this year his numbers aren't going to be that. I well, he he has a chance to hit 50 again. I guess he's at he's at like 20 20 something. And he's got six games left. Um, yep. but he's just been so damn consistent. And you know, I yep. love my Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. Uh, so how about offensive player of the year? Let's say no Mahomes. Who offensive do you give player of the year, Dalvin Cook, hundred percent. I think uh, that's a name Ryan forgot to mention in his, but uh, I think it's a great pick. Like, how do you, that guy's been so dominant. Um, I think Camara, Devontae Adams, been good, but Dalvin Cook's been great. For for me, it's going to come down to uh, this next half of the season. And it's either going to be uh, Dalvin Cook or Camara, but I think that it's it's hard to count out, like, you. I don't know. Personally, looking at Dalvin Cook's stats, I don't think you could take him out of the question because I'm pretty sure he has the most rushing touchdowns in the league. Um, most touchdowns for a running back as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, not to he mention the most, the most rushing, rushing yards, yards and the most rushing touchdowns in the league. He has overtaken Kyler Murray. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Like, I think, I think if he can keep that up, then he's getting Offensive Player of the Year for sure. I don't disagree. I think, but I think, uh, yeah, I don't, sorry. I just don't disagree. I'm not going to say anything else. Yeah, um, what about, what about defense part of the year? It's got to be Donald. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I like, cause you have miles Garrett too, who has been playing so well, has more sacks than Aaron Donald. They have the same amount. They both have nine. I'm pretty sure. Nope. Miles Garrett has nine and a half. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I still think I, it's hard not to say Donald. If I had to choose right now, then yeah, it might be Garrett. But for who I think is going to win in the future, I think it's going to be Donald. I think he's going to edge okay. him out. I think because like, uh, like it is going to be a, it's going to come down to a reputation type thing. I th- I feel like, and uh, with last year, like Garrett doesn't have the best rap- reputation. So fair um, enough. I think we could see Donald edge out Garrett in this one. All right, what about O'Roy? Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, personally for me, I think it's between Herbert and uh, Joe Burrow. I think you eh? can make... Well, yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson is another big name you can mention as well. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. I think it's between Burrow and uh, Justin Jefferson. Okay. But I think Burrow's going to win it. Like, there's, I don't know. For Offensive Rookie of the Year, if there's even a quarterback in the discussion, they have such a severe advantage over any other player. Like, if it is a receiver in the conversation, like, they would have to have a disgusting season to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, I think Burrow's going to win it. Remember how good Zeke was and they still gave Offensive Rookie to Dak? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, what about D. Roti? See, this one's this one's a little bit tough for me because 
Um, for me, it is between Antoine Winfield and Jeremy Chin. Okay, and tread carefully. So, but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Jeremy Chin has the better stats. But I don't know if he's no! been more impactful to his team. But the other thing is, I don't know if that matters. I don't know what matters. That's the issue, right? Like, it's like, uh, like I don't know what goes into this defensive rookie of the year voting or decisions at all. So, um, if I had to come down to like the popular vote, I would have to say like, it's going to be Antoine Winfield. Um, his dad, I'm pretty sure won a defensive MVP at one point. So I think that it's just going to be for the clout. So at the, uh, award, the, it's going to be a virtual award ceremony, I'm sure. Um, but at the virtual award ceremony, they're just going to be like, Oh, and just like his father, Antoine Winfield takes home a piece of hardware. It's like, it's just going to be for the clout. You know what I mean? Uh, he actually number one won. Just uh, I w- I had to look that up. He didn't, oh, but okay. he was actually a three time Pro Bowler. So it's not not out of oh, the okay. realm of uh, reality there. I I feel like it's it's going to be a legacy pick for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be something like that. So, um, um, right now I just pulled up the betting odds. Number one is Patrick Queen actually for odds. Interesting. Uh, so if you are if you are sold on Winfield and Chin, they're both plus five hundred. So maybe throw some money down. Uh, we don't encourage gambling on this podcast, but. Maybe throw some money down. <laughs> um, also, Julian Blackman, safety from Indiana. or uh, Sorry, Indiana. Indianapolis is uh, plus 700. He's fifth in the running right now. So interesting. there's that. And Jalen Johnson comes in at sixth. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's okay. Um, all right. And so I think the last thing we're going to talk about with you, something I uh, – Oh man, this monster of a fantasy team that you have put together. <laughs> let, let, let's talk yes. about it. Let's talk about yes. it. So you also just made a trade at the trade deadline with seconds to spare, uh, which eventually turned into hours to spare because of the time change. But you know, we'll yep. ignore that for right now. <laughs> um, yes. So your trade, you got rid of Wayne Gallman and T Higgins and picked up Kareem Hunt, which gives yes, you the number two running back in the league, the number four running back in the league, and the number six running back in the league with Dalvin Cook, James Robinson, and Kareem Hunt, respectively. So also, take in listeners. He has Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins as his, uh, excuse me, as his wide receivers. Uh, quarterback, he's got Derek Carr. He's got Hayden Hurst. Um, you got Nick McManus at kicker. I like, I just, I don't, uh, that wasn't uh, also that, like I meant to say Nick McManus. Shout out to the kid. Um, how do you beat that team? Well, you do. Everyone does. Um, <laughs> he did lose to BJ last week. I don't. I yeah, have no idea I'm, how he managed to do so that. So I'm seven and three. Uh, there's a three-way tie um, for first place right now, and it looks like, judging from a rough estimation of looking at the uh, the weekly schedule ahead of time, it kind of looks like it's going to be a uh, what is it? Um, 10 and three finish across the board for the regular season. <laughs> so like uh, going into the playoffs, like it's going to be that three-way tie at 10 and three. Oh, actually that's a lie yeah. because I play Scott uh, very last week of the regular season. So I think that will be the deciding factor. There you go. 
Um, but I think Joel's going to win out um, from here on out. He but Joel's, Joel is dealing, dealing with a couple of injuries. He and, I, he and I talk all the time, of course. But so he's got Mixon on the IR now. He's got DeAndre Swift out. He's got mm-hmm. Eckler out. Uh, that guy also never starts the right running backs. He has his entire bench is running backs. He's got, oh, what's that? One, two, three, four, five five running backs on his bench another one on his ir and then a kicker on his bench and mm-hmm. somehow and then he also has two running backs starting somehow that guy's never started the best two running backs that he could possibly start this entire oh, season yeah. and he's been oh it's crazy all, it's all crazy year. it's it's actually absurd yeah um i i mean you know it works i'm hoping i'm hoping uh nick can come out beat mitch this week and uh yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I just I don't want Mitch to make the playoffs. He didn't trade with me all year, so I just don't want him to make playoffs. Jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Getting like him. ultimately with that trade last night, um, that is what I've been wanting for like the entire season, and I'm so glad it finally happened. Like on the last possible second. I yeah, like I wanted to flip two players for like a near ten running back to start in my flex. So I'm just so happy that I got that out of the way. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, that's what I was trying to do last night too, but then Mitch comes back and asks for Josh Jacobs and Stefan Diggs for Derrick Henry. <laughs> but get out of here, man. I'm still yeah. salty about it. Mitch, if you're listening, I'm salty about it. Kidding. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I honestly though, like when you started making your trades, I got really worried because I, I, th- I always think every single year my team has a legitimate shot. At uh, at making not only making playoffs but winning, uh, I've dealt with the injury in Christian McCaffrey. But then you know you kind of look at the 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 squads that you and Joel have put together, and it's 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 a two team race in my opinion. Where like you two have some sick teams, so uh, I don't have to root against you this week because you're not playing me. I don't think we play each other for the rest of the year, do we? No, we do uh, no, not. We do not. Who who won our matchup? I think you definitely won- beat me. No, no, Probably you beat week me five or something sure. like that. It was when we What's were that? camping. Um, when we were camping oh no so i did i think i did beat you but it was very close i don't even remember like when when i played you like it must have been early in the season week two was it week two week one i just stomped bj week three it was three It was week three. Week three, you beat me yes. by you beat me by twelve points. Yes. What happened to me? Oh, Chris Carson didn't didn't do too well. Brandon Cooks didn't do too well. Uh, wow, my team was so different. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, both of ours are like it's kind of crazy. Wow, yeah, this is insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think yeah, I I can say this comfortably this week. Best of luck to you. Um, I think you got a great team. I think Dalvin Cook, James Robinson, and. Uh, Cream Hunt, that's a trio of running backs that's not 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 looking too favorable for whoever you're going up against. So you yeah, got a pretty well, good shot at this, Aiden. Let's just uh let's hope they put up points. And uh I'm I mean I'm praying that with Chubb coming back, it doesn't uh take anything away from Hunt. But so I kind of looked at it last night a little bit, and it's kind of interesting. If you look at Kareem Hunt's stats, he actually puts up more fantasy points with Nick Chubb playing. Yeah, I, I saw that as well. I'm, I was confused at that, but I'm like, hey, it works. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, no, thank you. I hope, uh, yeah, I, I definitely hope that it can get going. I just want to be Joel, honestly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I I mean, I don't care if, about... I, if as soon as soon as I get eliminated, I'm I'm dropping all my players. You can pick them all up. <laughs> Jeez. This I'll give you. I'll give you digs and what? I all mean, you we need from this. <laughs> I think all you would need for my team is what, like, probably Josh Allen, Travis Kelsey, and is that it? Maybe Stefan Diggs. Yeah, definitely Diggs. Yeah, Allen, Kelsey, and Diggs. I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. And I guess maybe Christian McCaffrey. Oh well, I forgot you had McCaffrey. Yeah, I do have McCaffrey. <laughs> I also have Jacobs. I have a decent team, man. I'm, I'm still, I'm still a, holding on. No, to you have a really good team. You have a very good team. I, just, it's just, I, I just need. It's just if McCaffrey. I can make the playoffs, I'm in good shape. I think yeah, I can. I think true. I can win if I if I if I can get Christian McCaffrey back and make playoffs. I think I still have a, a fighting chance at it. No, you definitely have a shot. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right, yes, yes. Well, thank you for your time. I do appreciate uh, you coming on the Case Pun Podcast and chatting with the boys. Um, yeah, no problem at all. Kind of have to be here. Yeah, you really do. You don't <laughs> have a choice. So. Uh, with that, it, well, how about we go get another Warzone win right now? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very down. All right, let's do it. And our third and final guest on, uh, this little personal CIP segment, uh, we have Brady Barrow. Brady, how you doing? Good. Best for last, right? Am I right? Absolutely. It's the best for last. Not, not anything to do with like some scheduling restraints or anything like nope. that. And no, mm-hmm. nothing. Not two weeks nothing. late. Not, no, we're not, not we're not two weeks late. This episode is coming out right when we wanted it to. At the end of at the end of the season, the midseason yeah. report, week sixteen. <laughs> I like it. I also still have to edit this down, so we might not see this till the playoffs. But uh, happy happy Super Bowl weekend, everybody! <laughs> Hope your Valentine's Day was good. Yeah, let's let's go. Uh, let's. Oh, go. we'll get there. We'll get there. Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, you know, one team that's not going to make it to the Super Bowl is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So let's talk about them first. Yes, uh, that is unfortunately correct. Um, and I forget exactly the words I said in the... Uh, um, if we did like an, uh, a favorite team outlook or something like that, I forget what I said. I hope I said that they were going to be an above average team, you know, around 11 and 5. If they went out the season, uh, they will finish 11 and 5. And if they face the Vikings at the point of recording, they face the Vikings, Lions, and Atlanta Falcons twice. I think all those four are manageable, right? I I would say so. I mean, uh, Vikings for me is probably yeah. the sketchiest one, but I'm not of even course. too scared of the Vikes. Like, I I don't run like, defense, the, right? Yeah, they have a good run defense, but like Tampa Bay is not a run focused team. Let's be real; they're a pass heavy team with your studs of receivers that you got. So I meant um, um, I meant Del- like shutting because Delvin Cook he's um oh, he's second oh. in the league in rushing and he's a beast, but run defense can kind of hold them to under a hundred or a hundred. Um, they are first in the league uh, runs and their run defense as predicted, but their pass defense, you know, you got to get some pressure on Kirk, make him make a mistake because if he, uh, if he finds Thielen or Jefferson, you know, well, that's one thing. It's going to be a long day. Kirk's definitely been uh, on fire as of late. Like he's, you know, just kind of not really turning the ball over too much. And, he hasn't really played too much top cop top too much top competition on defense. That is an absolute tongue twister. There it is. Yeah. I, like in the in the last couple of weeks, like I mean, week eight, he played the Packers, who have a great pass defense, and mm. he only threw fourteen passes for one hundred sixty yards, and then threw an interception against the Bears, and uh, 
yeah, I mean, I think I think bottom line is though the Vikings are beatable, and it's very very likely that uh, you know since you don't have the Panthers on your schedule anymore that the Viking or the Buccaneers do end up running the table. Yeah, so let's say they finish eleven and five. I think that's right where most people put them: eleven and five, yeah. ten and six. Um, I ever ever agreed with the 14 and 2 13 and 3 stuff i I, I say about every team and i'll say it about the bucks which you know patriots are my favorite team but um i'll say about the bucks was my second favorite team i'm not a fan of new teams new a bunch of new players everyone just coming together it almost never works out unless you're the vegas golden knights um it never works out um it's just too much especially with no preseason like was it like a couple of weeks of training camp, no preseason games, you're just thrown right in there, New Orleans Saints, how are you? It's, yeah, you know, it's a, um, but I expect them to be competitive because at the end of the day, you got Brady, you got Gronk, OJ, you know, at the beginning of the season, Howard and Brate, Godwin, they added Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, um, good rookie, T- Tyler Johnson, you got Scooter Miller, just busting everywhere. And then you got Rojo and Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy in the back in the backfield with a uh, an above average offensive line. Probably one so of the better the ones end, in NFL. One of the better. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna go around saying, oh, every position group's the best on the Bucks, but I would I would definitely say conservatively they're above average, um, with Tristan Wirfs being like I would say the best rookie offensive lineman. You can I think Andrew Thomas has been doing pretty well. I was just other... going to say, I thought I saw something on PFF about Andrew yeah, Thomas me, me being too, like yeah. number three guard or something like that in terms of PFF. So that was quite we having a good season out in New York. Yeah, but I New think Wirfs has just shut down every single opponent. I, I, I talk about him a bit later, but uh, in my notes, but um, in your notes, at the end of the day, no matter how new you are, it's it's Tom freaking Brady in his 20th season with like probably the best receiving core in the league with um you know with a thousand yard rusher and rojo and then oh yeah you bring in Leonard Fournette. so there is of course expectations this isn't just like a oh yeah let's see what happens oh we missed the playoffs that's too bad they should be making the playoffs in a wild card spot and i uh, i predicted the saints to win the division which they did so we got that done um let's see what i have here first off the bucks just aren't getting it done this year <laughs> in the finger <laughs> In the finger, who's to blame? Everyone's to blame. Wait, wait, wait. What, in my opinion, though. What, what about a finger? What's going on here? What? Uh, if the, fing- the finger can be pointed to nearly oh. everyone on the team. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But in my opinion, um, I don't know if you've watched every single Bucks game. I've but, seen a few, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the play, and I, 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 the players, again, like I said, Tom Brady, you know, he's throwing some dumb picks. That's his fault. That's not the coach's fault, kind of. Or it's a bit of Mike Evans' fault. You know, there's been miscommunication, um, chemistry, all that. But the play calling that I've seen from Bruce Arians, head coach, offensive coordinator Brian Lefwich, and defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, it's been some of the stupidest play calling I've seen known to man. Maybe aside from that zero blitz the Jets did on the yeah. <laughs> last play of the game. It's, just no touchdown. That's all you had to do. Yeah. Just run a prevent defense. And, throw Jamal Adams back there. Oh, and oh wait. Zero blitz. Man, zero blitz. And, and then... Um, <laughs> engage um, eight. Actually, engage eight would have been better than whatever the fuck they called because they, they didn't have anybody back. <laughs> they just did a field goal block. That's what they did. <laughs> Anyways. 
I know it's fairly it's, it's a fairly new team without much of an offseason. Hiccups will happen. It takes time for chemistry to develop and everyone to be on the same page. But with that being said, like I said, they still have great players and they can make a run in the playoffs. But when the players can only the players can only play what calls they're given, and the coaches are really holding them back. Uh, you look at Ronald Jones. You know the Bucks are undefeated when he has twenty or more carries. Look at the KC game where they lost by three. He only had nine carries, but in those nine carries, he averaged 7.3 yards per carry and then ran a dump-off pass for a 40-yard touchdown. How are you not going to give the ball to him? And he was dominating the Chiefs. I I know you watched that game. I did. And 7.3 yards per carry, and that wasn't even carried by, like, a huge run. It's like, oh, he bumped the average up. He was just toasting, like, first and tens or second and nines. seven yards and it's like okay yeah. we're, we can beat we can beat them with the run but then they just keep calling these really weird plays that wasn't you like, you just you know stuff like, like I, oh, there's a lot of stuff that comes from that coaching staff that's just a big head scratcher like you see bruce arians pretty much calling tom brady out every other day in the media and it's it's yeah. and like between that and like the play calling and i'm assuming arians doesn't do much of the play calling considering you have uh, a great defensive coordinator in Todd Bowles, who was a head coach at one point, not too successful, mm. but um, you know, like he is a good, good coach. And then Byron Leftwich has been, you know, in the league for forever. So I'm assuming he's not doing too much of the play calling. But like, uh, just how do you criticize Tom Brady every day in the media, being like, oh, well, there's somebody in the quarterback room that needs to play better. Like, oh, gee, I wonder who you're talking about. And then. And then, yeah, you're right. Like, like if if they're undefeated when Rojo gets 20 touches, why are you not starting the ball off running 20 times? Worst case scenario, you win the game, apparently. So, <laughs> yeah. Worst case, you win the game. It's yeah. like, oh, and it's like, oh, Rojo's tired. Okay, let's put freaking Leonard Fournette in the game. What's going on uh, there? Fournette's hurt. We have LaShawn McCoy, who was a, the best running yeah. back in the NFL for a couple seasons back, that he can take a carry or two. You've seen what Le'Veon Bell's doing, done as of recently in uh, Kansas City. Yeah, I haven't so, seen I haven't seen LaShawn McCoy in a game in quite a few weeks, so that he's just completely gone. And then you still got uh, Keyshawn Johnson as a rookie. If you want to give him a couple carries per game, if that's not the end of the world, great name. But well, <laughs> I know, but it's like stick with what works. And I know Arians came out uh, last week and or a few days ago, and he said that um, Tom Brady uh, will be picking every single play from now on. So. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's just saying that. I don't know. Because they talked about Tom it. Pat, <laughs> they talked about that on the Pat McAfee show. And he, Brady's like, well, does he really actually, will he actually be picking? Because Arians will be giving him a, a number of plays that he likes and wants him to call. And maybe he's just giving him more, a bit more power. A little I, bit more. Control, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But then, then also on defense, it's like um, you need to use the blitzes more often. Like obviously you got JPP and Shaq Barrett, you know they're they're great edge rushers. JPP the top five in sacks, and Shaq Barrett he's been second in uh, pressures the entire the entire uh, year. But other than that, they're not really calling many blitzes. Um, you can't just keep letting f- rushing four and letting double teams happen, especially now that Vita Vea is gone. So that that kind of frees up a a guard to ha- to help with the tackles. Um, you got two of the fastest middle linebackers in the game with Devin White and Levante David. Um, Devin White has been struggling a lot in pass coverage and um, and man situations. 
So pref- preferably, I'm not saying blitz your middle linebackers all the time because you need them for <laughs> coverage. But yeah, I would like to see a a, a blitzer because that was the what the Bucks were known for last year was just their blitzes and pressuring the quarterback. And you had the the sack leader on your team, Shaq Barrett, and he, Shaq Barrett only got so many sacks because they were blitzing so much that it forced a one on one on the edge, and he he won all the time. So, and I'm just not I'm not saying that I'm just saying like for for rushing all the time so it's yeah. a bit of a head scratcher yeah I, I agree and i mean what's what's their current record right now seven, seven they gotta be like, what like at seven and five with the talent that you have on that roster seven and five is not good enough and like i understand what you what you were saying at the beginning and i agree i think like 10 and 10 and 6 is a great record for them 11 and 5 great record for them but you gotta get there you got to get these wins, and they do have kind of a cupcake schedule to close out here with yep. uh, Minnesota and then Lions, Falcons, yeah. Lions, Falcons. Yep. So, I, I, you're right. I think I think sending Devin White, especially if he's not doing as well in coverage, is something that's that has surprised me because for me, going into the draft, Devin White was just that kind of perfect guy for coverage, where he's just an absolute burner. He's got the experience at LSU. Very like, fast. like how does he how does he not just transition well? But you know, speed's not everything when you're in terms of coverage. So, it it. it he he could end up developing into one of the better cover linebackers, especially with Levante David, you know, yep. being his mentor. But you're like, I mean, why not send uh, Devin White a little bit more than you have been? Send some blitzes, free up, free yeah. up your rushers, and and get some pressure, especially on guys like Kirk Cousins and um, Bears. I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, and like, I mean, I think that's that's something that you need to test out before you get into the uh, get into the playoffs. Yeah, because I, I I have here, it's like. Okay, you send a blitz. It's either the quarterback throws it away, good. They take a sack, good. They throw into coverage, good. Or they make a good play. Make the other team beat you with good plays all game long. Because only a couple teams in the league, namely Kansas City, and quarterbacks can do that in the league consistently over an entire game. Like, if the other team wants to win, they're going to have to make good plays all game long. And that's pretty much no team can do that aside from. Are you trying to only say that the Chiefs? Are you trying to say that Tyler Bray for the Chicago Bears can't make plays like that? (laughs) I think I think when when we recorded with Aiden, Tyler Bray was about to start. So, (laughs) oh, (laughs) yeah, Um, just kind of you know tie things together a little bit. But um, I I don't know if you have anything else in the box, or if you wanted to quickly talk about uh, what's happening in New England right now. Uh, I think that's it for the Bucks. But like, other than that, Devin White's been really yeah. good. He's, uh, I think, second or third or fourth in the league in tackling, and um, big. He's top what whatever for uh, TFL. So he is number. He five is for uh, still a great. Okay, still a great linebacker and super good on the uh, on the run defense. It's just uh, man on man assignments. We're gonna have to figure that out. Patriots. I'm not gonna talk as much about um since we don't have that much time. I'm just gonna stick to the one team. But uh, very very up and down year for the Patriots, and a bit too late to catch fire and you know be in the playoff playoff hunt, especially with Miami at eight and four right now. I don't you know it's 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 tough. That's got to be the surprise of the season, no? Am I, am I yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if we're doing uh we're not doing a surprise team in a year, but. Uh, Miami is probably one of the biggest surprises at eight and four because I I had completely written them off. You know, I thought you know this is the the rebuilding year. You know, let Tua get to know his teammates and build some build some chemistry. Let him get the get to know the 
the playbook. But then they have some huge upsets, beating San Fran big, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Chargers. Um, they do have the Chiefs, Pats, Raiders, and Bills coming up. So I think their record eight will kind of come back down to earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, that is – 8 and 8 is so – that's awesome. I, I had them at like okay. six wins, maybe five this season. Like six, eight, six eight and ten wins, max. Yeah, eight wins is is absolutely incredible. And like Tua, Tua, all credit to him. He's played very well. I wanted them to roll with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they they said yeah. no. Fitzpatrick, you're having the best season of your career. You'll go sign somewhere else for ninety million dollars next season. Yeah. But we'll throw Tua in right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, kudos to Miami and. uh I forget who it was on the team. I think oh, Kyle Van Noy again on the uh, Pat McAfee show. Yeah. He said, you know, this the all the young guys on our team like they want to win. Like they are working so hard. I've never seen a more a, a better group of young, hardworking guys that we have on the team. Which which makes sense because by all um, by all means, Miami should not have a winning record and the fifth playoffs, <laughs> the fifth seed yeah. in the playoffs. So. Um, I think that's really it, that's really really a really good sign for Miami for the future as they continue to build their roster throughout the next draft because I think they have five first um, five first and second round picks in the draft or four or yeah, five next year. That's something that's so great. And one of them is Houston's, and for a while Houston's was like a top five pick. So we're yes. gonna so let's just be conservative. Let's say top ten pick. It says Houston's been balling out a bit recently. Let's say like top ten, twelve. That's still a elite elite prospects so well don't forget houston is still like as good as they've been playing lately yeah they're still four and eight i know but like right they are they are catching up let's say even if they win out eight and eight you know it's a top whatever 14 well they gotta go bears colts Bengals, titans to to close mm-hmm. out so i think i think you two and they two, slam maybe. rock the bag the Bengals, and then like you can maybe like I, I don't even think they beat the bears and the colts are kind of surging like they just beat the Colts uh, this week. That just passed, but it was a close game. Yeah. I'm thinking they maybe finish like six and ten, and you end up with like a top ten pick right there, which top is 10. a great to address your offensive line or maybe O-line. get some more pass catchers in in one of the best receiver draft classes that we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who drops to them and uh, mm-hmm. if, whether it's O line or a receiver. Or I think they can probably get like a first round receiver with their pick. Or something like that. Yeah. If it if it is, I haven't looked at the, the draft yet. But um. Oh, it's deep. It's deep so, at receiver. Like even so deeper than last year. Yeah. So I'd rather have a. Uh, and we, we you know we see the receivers this year like Claypool and Jefferson. You know, not not the first drafted at their positions, but they are just balling out. Yeah. So the um. Uh, Miami's up and coming. Well. While the Patriots are declining, but um, it is fun to see Cam Newton rushing. On. I think he's he's second in the league for rushing touchdowns, like um, running backs too. So I think I thought that was pretty cool. I think he has twelve. So um, and then three uh, receiving touchdowns. So <laughs> that's fun. He has he has eleven, uh, and he is tied for third with Antonio Gibson, who also has eleven. Oh, okay. Derrick Henry has twelve, and Aiden's boy yeah. Dalvin Cook has thirteen. Okay. Um, and Kyra has ten. Uh, it's 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 a fun year, and then the uh, the Steelers, you know, can't can't forget about them. They're undefeated until yesterday or yep. two days ago, where they lost to Washington. And I've been saying it all year: they're pretenders. They're not legit. Um, obviously, give them credit because they went undefeated. That's they they won the games. So 
credit is due. They have been balling out. Their defense is sick. I think their defense is better than their offense. Especially like I don't like I don't trust Big Ben as as much as I do with other top quarterbacks in the league. Um the receivers have having don't get me wrong, you know, I like the receivers, but they've been dropping the ball a ton. So and, much. You know, they're just they're just not at that mature, consistent level yet when something like like the Cardinals, you got D Hop and Larry. They're not dropping passes. They're not dropping nothing. And Deontay I, I, Johnson and Claypool, they've been just dropping left and right. Well, it was Ebron in the in the in the Redskins true, game. True. I, yeah. I saw him drop like a couple back to back, and I'm like, yeah. what like what is going on here? Like Ebron's been good, especially the last couple since he's got out of Detroit, Ebron's been really solid. And I think what you nailed it on the head when you said pretenders. Like I have said that the Steelers might be the the team that goes down in history as the worst undefeated team to ever play. Yeah. They have a great defense, don't get me wrong, but I was thinking first round exit for them because I didn't think they played anybody that was too talented. Uh, they beat the Titans, who I think are really good yeah. this year, but they got help from the refs in that game uh, from what I can remember uh, a little bit what I see on Twitter. I won't yeah. lie. Um, but I, I, I just didn't think they were that good. And for Washington, like, so Chase Young came out and said Baltimore exposed some stuff in, uh, in, in the Steelers. Hmm. So now you got to wonder, like, what uh like what what did what did Baltimore show the rest of the league? What did Washington like do to the Steelers yeah. to kind of dick them? Like to put it to put it nicely, like <laughs> it's the Bills this week, and the Bills have a yeah. have a great team, and you know Sunday night, uh, yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick and company are gonna gonna have their hands full trying to stop Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who's been surging lately. Thank you very much, carrying my mm-hmm. fantasy team on his back. Uh, yeah. We'll get there eventually, but. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know, being sixteen and zero, obviously it's a it's a dash dream now. They uh, they joined the the losing team column, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming you don't have the Steelers for the Super Bowl. So, what is your Super Bowl pick? Yeah, um, this is I did I didn't even, I didn't think about this one beforehand. I think I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs for AFC because yeah, he's gonna knock them off, right? So like yeah, as not as safe. I mean the Raiders, but. <laughs> 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 the Raiders but, did do it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, well, that doesn't count. Yeah. So, uh, Chiefs, and then the NFC is where it gets a little dicey because every t- any every team can lo- like we've seen the Packers get picked. We've seen the um, I mean the Saints not as much, but there's a question mark with if what if Drew Brees isn't ready, or what if they don't get the top seed and they don't get a bye, and Taysom Hill has to start in the wild card. Um, you know, are they ready for that? Uh, are our team's going to start playing Taysom Hill correctly? And, you know, all it takes is one defensive coach to shut down Taysom Hill. And then what? Like, what are you doing? Maybe play freaking Kamara more involved so I can win in fantasy. <laughs> um, well, 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 again, we'll get there. I always say that whenever someone no, mentions a so, topic. Like, even as, yeah. even as briefly as it is. Like, you can say, like, <laughs> I drive a, uh, a Toyota yeah. Camry. I'll be like, hold on, Kamara, we'll get there in a second. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so I, I think the, the I saints, um, I was actually watching football with Joel this weekend. Shout out to Joel, uh, and yeah. Hendrick, his cute little kid. Um, yeah. and, uh, he, he me told me a stat that the, uh, the saints are like seven Oh, and one in the last like five years when Drew Brees is not playing. Um, yeah. So, like, like, I don't, again, that's not me questioning how good Drew Brees is. One of the best statistical quarterbacks of all time. He's won the Super Bowl. You know, yep. no MVPs. But, like, you know, he's, he's, he's doing his thing. Drew Brees is a great quarterback. Hall of Fame, no doubt. Yeah. But 
like, is Taysom Hill good enough? Like, period. Is Taysom Hill good enough? Like, can he bring yeah. them to the, the Super Bowl? That was a way Yeah, I was aware of that stat. Um, they're pretty much undefeated without Drew Brees. But it's like, we're talking playoffs now. Yeah. It's, like, we're talking, yeah, yeah that, that's all I have to say. It's, it's playoff football against some of the best NFC, t- NFC, t- fuck. NFC teams. Nice. Um, is is Taysom ready? I don't I don't know. E- and even with Drew Brees, um, are the Saints going to be good enough? I I just I don't know. And I, I never I'm not just going to pick the two best record teams. Say oh that's a Super Bowl. So um, I'm going to go Team Ryan here. I'll pick the Packers because I'm not going to pick the Bucks just because I'm a Bucks fan. I'll yep. go Packers and Chiefs. I think good Super Bowl. The Packers. If if the Packers play. They can like, and the play calling is actually like smart, and they utilize Aaron Jones and they utilize like because like Devonte Adams hasn't been stopped, so I'm just assuming he won't be stopped. And so, and if the defense, you know, Jair shuts down their number one def- uh, receiver in the run defense is average, they can uh, they can beat anybody. So I would still pick the Chiefs over the Packers, but. Houston Packers, what I'm going with. Short. I think I I also went uh when I was talking when I was talking to Ryan, I made my pick as well, and it was it was Chiefs and Packers, just because uh, like just in its it's even in, in the most more recent weeks, it's become more apparent that Devontae Adams is a is a problem. We'll I haven't there. seen anybody we'll I haven't seen anybody that can cover him. We'll get there. Oh, oh boy. Oh oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, no, like yeah. it, on the Chiefs. Like it's Brashad Breeland that would have to be covering him, and I I like Brashad Breeland, but I don't know how you can stop, uh, like a guy yeah. like Devontae Adams with a guy like Brashad Breeland. The league's best uh, can't beat him, so yeah, like like in and then also like on offense, I I think Tyree Kill creates a matchup nightmare for them. I really like Jair Alexander. I think he's the number one cornerback in the NFL. I like I I think I I just love his game, but I don't think he matches up too well with Tyreek. Not too many people do. Yeah. And then obviously so you just, have a problem with Travis yeah. Kelsey in the middle. Yeah, who's gonna cover yeah. him? So uh, but like in terms of just getting getting through the NFC, I think the, the Packers can. And then we'll we'll go down Super Bowl picks when, when we get there. But I think I mean who's gonna stop the Chiefs? It's gonna it's gonna come down to that. Yeah, so I think so as well. Unless the Chiefs falter. You know, if you're if you're Caleb, Patrick Mahomes is the most overrated quarterback oh. in the NFL. So shout out to you, Caleb. I don't think he listens okay. to these anymore. I don't think I don't gonna, think he... gonna keep that. Well, I listen to his dad, so so he better... every day. I'm the only freaking viewer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love home games, Hamilton. Uh, yeah. What about so? What about for for the awards then? What do you got for MVP? Yeah. Um, MVP again. I'll keep it short for this one because I'm picking Mahomes. Um, although like throughout the season, I remember it was kind of like a three-way race between Mahomes, Russell and Rogers, but I think Mahomes has kind of been more consistent and putting up those MVP numbers, uh, leads the league in yards by almost 300 yards. Um, Rogers is first in touchdowns, the passing touchdowns yeah. at least, but he's, uh, Mahomes is five behind and, um, I think, yeah, cause Rogers just has those like three touchdowns to Devonte Adam games. Yeah. So it, <laughs> Like and then a cup, then like freaking three to Tanyan. So I think those boosts <laughs> hit up yeah. a bit. But um, I mean, same for the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill. But uh, 
Um, and then the, the stat that really sticks out is the only two interceptions on the year. So no. that means I really like to I like to value uh, interceptions. Um, it's like yeah, he has five less touchdowns, but he only has two interceptions compared to I think Rogers has four. Four. Honestly, threw on this week. One sec. I don't think so. Probably not. No, it's 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 four. So there's that, and so Mahomes has just been playing great. There's no there's no like crazy. And I, I, I don't know. Like MVP, it, it just depends how the season goes. But because like I would, I, I always love seeing non non quarterbacks win it. I just don't think anyone's going too sicko mode to win MVP over what <laughs> Mahomes is doing right now. So yeah, I think he'll edge out Rogers um, for the rest of the year and kind of and take take it. Yeah, um, I mean, I wonder what they got like in terms of schedules. Um... The uh, what was I saying? Uh, the Chiefs, like they got the Dolphins this week, which I mean, I think Mahomes could do some damage here. And yeah. then you have Saints, Falcons, Chargers. Yeah, I I can see him doing some big numbers against the Falcons and Chargers. Uh, but then the Saints then, will be a close game, hopefully. So then that means more passing. So well, yeah, which which also could be yeah, that's actually a great point. Um, so. Packers have. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm trying to quickly pull up their schedules. Packers have Lions, Panthers, Titans, Bears, which teams that are pretty susceptible against the run. So uh, I wonder if they're gonna. See, we're gonna see some more Aaron Jones, or if Rogers is gonna keep you know throwing strikes to Devontae Adams. Yeah, we'll see. Either way, I think so. Like I think they have comparable rest of season schedules. Yeah. So I'm just gonna give it to Mahomes. He'll uh, he'll have a good. They might bend. I don't know. They might rest in the last game. I don't know. So we'll see. That's Mahomes. True. All right, next and one. And what about offensive player of the year? Um, Can't be Mahomes. No, I know every uh, every old point. I, I even I even say no quarterback. I, yeah. I just uh, I go. I just try to pick an offensive player that isn't quarterback. So I think it should be Devontae Adams. Um, yeah. There's there's no de- denying he's been having the best offensive season so far. Even though he's missed two touchdowns, he's so far to date, he's put up 1,029 yards, was a sixth in the league. 13 touchdowns, was tied for first. Um, and then even if you add, so I kind of like, let's add a conservative 200 yards for those two games he's missed to like 100 yards each, even yeah. though you know, it's, it should be more. But I say conservative 200, 100 yards per game. He would be leading the receivers by over 100 yards, and he add a couple, a conservative, two touchdowns over the two games and he's leading Tyreek Hill for first by two touchdowns, even though t- freaking Devonte averages over a touchdown per game. But, um, so like if you, if you factor in those games that he missed, he'd be dominating all re- all receivers. Um, he's the best receiver in the game right now. And then I think the only competition you'd have for the award is Derek Henry or Dal- Delvin cook. Um, Henry leading in rushing with 1300, 1317, no, 13, how would you say that with hundreds? 1,317 yards, I guess. And 17 probably would be the best way to put it. <laughs> I always just say 1,000, 1,317. Um, and then Cooks is, not Cooks, Cook is right behind him with 1,250. But then yep. Cook has 314 receiving yards to Henry's 102 yard receiving yards. So Cook has him in scrimmage yards by yeah. uh, 200 yards or whatever. And then Cook has two more total touchdowns. So they are both feasting right now so like you, you could look at who maybe you can pick who runs away with that award uh, i mean with the rushing title or the scrimmage or title whatever you want to do because 
Henry and Cook have both been just dominant, but are are either of them going to have a better year than Devontae has? I don't, I don't think I don't so. Um, I, I you know there's a lot of players that you know are having great years like DK Metcalf's leading the league in receiving yards. Um, and yeah. like you mentioned, Derrick Henry is obviously always going to be Derrick Henry type numbers. Dalvin Cooks, uh, the last two seasons, Dalvin Cook has been a top three running back in the NFL. Uh, no Christian McCaffrey to contend with this year, obviously, because you know he's only played three games uh, to date. Yeah. Um, so like it's hard not to say it's a, essentially a lock for Devonte Adams, like Tyreek Hill. Maybe he's got him in uh, in receiving yards and and tied and receiving touchdowns, but like you said, he's missed games. Like Devonte Adams has been the most impactful player in the NFL uh, at a non quarterback position. Like I I love I love saying you look at it this way: take away Devonte Adams, what are the Packers? Yeah. Versus take away Tyreek Hill, what are the Chiefs? The Chiefs are probably still the same freaking record. Yeah, they'll just throw Michael Hardman in there and he can run fast. McCole, Kelsey, and Sammy Watkins plus the backfield and, and Mahomes. It's I like, like the Marcus Robinson as well. But, yeah, but then you look at the Packers. Then you got like St. Brown and MVS freaking catching balls yeah. as your one and Equity. two. Like it's just not. And I guess Lazari, but he he missed quite a few games. Yeah, he's been hurt. Um. So, and the Packers are probably not as good as they are. Agreed. Um. And Ryan will agree with that too. If you um, I think Devontae is far more valuable to his team than uh than Tyreek. Uh, and Tyreek, but then you can, I don't know, you can, and then you can go with Hen, like what are the Titans without Henry and Vikings without Cook? So, yeah, that that's, all a, day, but. that's a, yeah, that's a good question. I wonder who's like, like if you compare Henry to the Titans and the Titans and his impact versus Devontae and the Packers and like and his impact to the Packers, like who really is the more impactful player? I wonder. Like, I, mean, I, agree. I get Devontae Adams is great, but Derrick Henry is literally all the Titans have. Well, Asia Brown and Corey Davis. Brown, yeah, they've been balling out. Like, I, I and I love AJ Brown. I like to see him kind of um, ball out there. But in terms of like, in terms of who's had, like, it's just because they were kind of arguing like the who's more valuable, which is the MVP. Um, Opoy just you know best season performance. Um, I am getting a word from my producer that uh, Dalvin Cook is most valuable to his team because Kirk blows <laughs> fat duck. I don't know exactly <laughs> what that means, but a uh, word from the producer has, has come yeah. in. So just got to just gotta make sure we get that on air. Thanks, producer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, but, producer. Okay. I mean, I, I'll agree with him there. Like, I, I don't yeah. really care. Because uh, I could Aaron Jones. He'd just freaking hand up 80 carries. He'd freaking win every game. Uh, also, you do have a bit of a leg up on people because you are pretty much two weeks past when Aiden and Ryan recorded and when I made my picks as well. <laughs> so you I have two know. more weeks. And things are pretty solid yeah. now. So. So um, let the record show. So if I'm right, then I, there's a little asterisk. Yeah. Well, no. Then then Brady just knows the most about about football. So that's all that means. No. Depoy. Depoy. Uh, another easy one. T.J. Watt. Wait. Where sacks with twelve? Uh, first and QB hits. First and tackles for loss. This guy's playing at another level. Um, take it from J.J. Watt, who's been just absolutely campaigning the the, the crap out of him all season yeah. to win Depoy. What? Like that'd be so cool. Brothers winning Depoy. And yeah. you look at look at JJ's reign of dominance. His brother comes along, his younger brother, and does the same type of shit. Yeah, like, like Derek, what the hell are you doing, man? Get your shit together. Derek. <laughs> big blocks, man, at fullback. Just imagine being like Mrs. Watt. Like just how proud yeah. you gotta be of like just your three yeah. sons are just 
ballers in the NFL. Like, I don't even care how bad, like, like how good Derek is. So, like, Derek's a, a fine fullback. Um, I like, it, but you have two sons, TJ and JJ, that are just ripping it up, wrecking havoc on quarterbacks. Like, yeah. that Steelers defense is not fun to play against, and it's largely due in part to all the pressure that they can get from TJ Watt. TJ's been so fierce, and it'd be really cool to see because I can definitely see I can definitely see TJ winning multiple depoys. I think what JJ yeah. has three question mark. I think so. Two or three. So you have two brothers, same position. Let's say both with two or three depoys in the same kind of like 10, 12 year span. That is insane. Three times defensive player of the year and back to back yeah. defensive player of the year in 2014, 2015. Yeah. So, like, and I can, I can definitely see TJ doing that. And yeah. TJ should have won last year, in my opinion, but Gilmore got it. Like, whatever. He had a great year, too. But I remember last year, as a diehard Patriots fan, I was campaigning for TJ Watt to win last year. Um, you know, it's, it's just, also kind of hard not to like the Watt it, brothers. They're just like, like, just yeah, very fun. good, fun dudes, right? Like, they're just, they're very boys fun. being boys. Right, and you gotta you gotta love that in the non toxic masculinity yeah. boys way, uh, way yeah. of boys being boys. Yeah, and um, uh, I think that'll be a cool debate to have in the in the future. As one of each of us will be assigned a uh, a brother a brother tandem. Yeah, and argue why they are the best sibling duo in the NFL history. So someone will have Manning, someone will have Watt, someone will have I don't know. You can the Kelseys maybe because Jason Kelsey is a yeah. top for the top center in the league. Um, and Ryan can take Kenny and Preston Smith. <laughs> yeah, he can take the Smiths or the, 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 the McCordies. <laughs> the, or the dig, no, the the, the digs, the digs, the digs. Um, the digs is something stupid. Uh, Aiden can have the fullers. Um, okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, shit, I hate the Steelers, but I love to see. I love to see Watt just balling. I hate the Steelers. Yeah, I, I, I love to see Watt. I, I don't mind the Steelers, um, but I, I like I like TJ Watt a whole ton. I like TJ Watt a whole ton. I think like it's hard like it's hard to pick against him. Like Aaron Donald has less sacks this year. Uh like he's uh, less sacks than TJ Watt. He's had a great year, don't get me wrong, but TJ Watt uh, like a whole more sack. That defense is probably the best in the NFL. It's it's hard not to say TJ Watt. I saw things today that said um Aaron Donald on pace to have lowest PFF rating rated season ever um he currently leads and the nfl in in P- defensive yeah pff this it's year. like freaking that smart chick in school who Funny. just like gets like she's like i got the worst mark i've gotten in my entire life and she has like a 97 on a grade 12 yeah. calc test and it's like yeah. freaking kick rocks man yeah kick i'm rocks. sitting here with a 36 all right, all right and how about <laughs> we just do the o-roy and d-roy really quick you can do it in one bundle and then we'll talk fantasy real quick well so number one, uh, at the beginning of the season, I predicted either Clyde or either one. So I had to pick four people. I guess that's kind of <laughs> cheating. But... <laughs> oh, it's all of the above. Technically two, because I picked Clyde or one of the three of CD, Judy, or Ruggs. I'm like, well, one of them is bound to have a good season. <laughs> but it's not going to be any of them. Because nope. it's going to be LSU product. Minnesota Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson. Ooh, um, I, had, I had Herbert winning it all year, but he's been struggling, he's been struggling recently. In Until that, that four-point stinker. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just benching him now. 
I just bought his uh, jersey, and he just got me into the fantasy playoffs because he put up four points when Brady had him as a quarterback. Hey, we both made playoffs. We both made playoffs. We'll talk, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but someone, who's, makes sense. someone who's been consistently red hot all season is Justin Jefferson. Um, he could very well, very easily set the most receiving yards ever by a rookie, overtaking Odell Beckham's uh, record a few back in his rookie season and whatever that was, 14, 15, 16? I don't know. Something like it? You would know. I don't know. The um about forty minutes. Thanks, producer. Um, <laughs> producer, damn it. Uh, the current top three or four, all stat and so like the top four leaders for the uh, most receiving yards by a rookie. They all won O'Roy in their first season, yeah. so it only makes sense for the if, if Jefferson makes number one this year, and even if he doesn't get one, he'll be very close to Odell's record. Um, you know, mm-hmm. all the more reason to to win O'Roy. Um, so that's an easy one there. And then also, I said I'd talk about him later. If <laughs> it's not possible, but if an offensive lineman could win, <laughs> Tristan Wirfs has been unstoppable. Okay. I, don't, I don't care if Khalil Mack flipped him, like a, did a judo flip on yeah. him after the play was him. over. Tossed him. Um, I know Aiden really liked that. I watched it with him. Uh, I, I'll give yeah. I'll give Khalil the but it's freaking Khalil Mack, okay? Um, yeah. It was it was a sick play, but I don't care if he flipped him. Wirfs have stopped everybody from from JJ Watt to other people that he's also, uh, also faced. And even in that <laughs> game, Leo Mack was um I I don't have this the schedule memorized and who who yeah. he's up against, but he has been just shutting everybody down. Like you just don't hear the the person's like uh, the edge rusher's name all game long, and he's been the one. Solid, solid piece. I just wish he played left tackle because Donovan Smith's been a liability. He says Quill had three sacks. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, getting word from the producer that Quill Mack had like three sacks that game. Also, I just remember it wasn't worse. I remember somebody on the Bears, like uh, absolute. Oh, somebody just walked into the studio. That's really weird. Um, I remember the uh, one of the Bears cornerbacks absolutely depleted somebody on on the box. I don't remember who it was, but. Good, good. That was a fantastic hit. I, in the moment, I was just trolling, and I said it was dirty. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Jalen Johnson on uh, the rookie. Uh, I think it was on Keyshawn Johnson actually. Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller on on someone. Oh, I think it was Keyshawn, or uh, yeah, I think it was. I think I think it was. It was it was one of the younger guys. I'm pretty sure it was Keyshawn, but he just let him right the frick up. So that was uh, great, fantastic. Great hey, um, yeah, I love to see Roy. You do love to see it, and then uh, all right. So, so uh, producer, producer is just hounding us, making sure we're getting this done. But we're still going to talk about fantasy because you and I just had an interesting battle in week thirteen. Fourteen new defensive rookie of the year. Oh, we don't. Uh, yeah, defensive rookie. Go for it, quick. I thought I thought I, I, we talked about Tristan Wirfs for too long. Thought you would freaking appreciate this. this is I love defensive rookies. I love um, my young defensive lads. So, um, obviously. I'm a, I'm a huge Bucks fan, right? Uh, biggest Bucks fans in the world. Here we go. Antoine Winfield Jr. Fuck, he's been a beast, right? He's an absolute beast. Um, okay. That being said, yeah, nice. um, although <laughs> although I'm forced to root against the Panthers since I'm a newly formed Bucks fan, as much as I want Winfield to win, it's really hard to ignore the skills and energy that Jeremy Chin brings to the team. Um, so he's my pick. Um uh, 64th overall pick had he currently to date uh, December 9th he has 86 tackles one pick five pass defenses one forced fumble and two touchdowns both on back-to-back plays um 
on a young team that's still figuring themselves out, Tinner has a lot more freedom to experiment uh, with what he wants to do, becoming a threat all over the field and in the box. Uh, the Panthers definitely got a good one there. Oh, yeah. Um, so congratulations, Keish. Like, um, I trip you all season. Half of it's just because you know, just because it's you and yeah, uh, it's the Bucks and Panthers. But I mean, and we both agreed to we both agreed that like, hey, we both got great, um, uh, great rookies in in Chin and Antoine. Yeah, the second round. They're the, yeah, they're they're both going to be studs. Um, and definitely, hopefully, they're the, they stay with the teams because. Uh, and because like Chin has, you know, Chinner has the whole box um, that he's controlling, and then Antoine's got, you know, he's a he's a free safety as a rookie. You know, it's it's such a hard responsibility, and he's been balling out just like his father did. Um, so it's it's been so much fun to watch. But I think Chin definitely has the uh, the the edge there. Yeah, I think uh, the Panthers have uh, a, a great future ahead of them in terms of like the young receivers young know, stud running back who's a top three player and then you get to that defense which has a great offensive or a great defensive line you got three solid pieces and then k1 short's been hurt this year but he's okay too he's just eating up a lot of cap on the ir okay. uh, and then you yeah, and then you, I'll go, I'll go you. And, and then you have jeremy chen who should be the defensive rookie of the year guy is a stud nothing nothing better and like i think just the thought that just occurred to me uh, completely off the top of my head, I think Chin. A great comparison is just like a young Jamal Adams, um, a young President just, Adams, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a great way. To, great, great, great way to put it, Brady. I think uh, original thoughts from the boys yeah, there. Right off the dome, mm-hmm. that one was. Um, yeah, right off the dome. Other other than Chin, if you're not going to go him, you have obviously Chase Young and Patrick Queen. Young yeah. with 29 tackles, four and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and then Queen with 83 tackles, two sacks, a pick, two form. Force fumbles, two recoveries, and a touchdown. They've been balling out too, but I don't think they've been as impactful as Chin has been. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as December third, as of defunct December third, the current odds to win the award have Young at first with uh, one plus one sixty, Chin second, very close at plus two thirty, Winfield third with plus five hundred. Um, someone who doesn't get enough recognition at all. I think Winfield doesn't, but then Julian Blackman really doesn't. He's fourth with plus 700, and then Queen fifth with plus 750. Okay, interesting. There's the odds. If you uh, if you yeah. disagreed with any of the boys in the podcast, go hammer those odds, because uh, after yeah. Chase Young, after uh, my boy Chinner, and then after Winfield, those odds get pretty good. So um, put your money on Chin. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You yeah. win. Stud. 130 bucks i think that is yeah guys a stud uh depending on how much you put in um but okay so really quickly fantasy team you are 77 six same record as me and we made the playoffs let's go all four pun has made the playoffs we have qualified it came down to the last week and it came down to me beating (laughs) brady uh by four points although i did pull my uh, wide receiver one in my quarterback because I didn't want to get risk negatives, and then <laughs> Mitch lost to Brady's dad, and because of our tiber points for Mitch got bounced from the playoffs. He ends up as the seventh seed, and uh, and and Ian Ian was just mad clutch there. So shout out to you, Ian. Got all the case and punt boys in the playoffs. We got another little bit of content to talk about. Uh, how are you feeling about your week one matchup in the playoffs? I just want to say um, I I grinded hard. 
for that for that for the playoffs. I was second yep. last. Uh, it was looking horrible. I was two and five, I think I was. I made some big trades, some really big brain mate moves, yep. and um, yeah, I, I my just real quick my lineup: Herbert, Kamara, Clyde, Allen Robinson, Devontae Parker, Darren Waller, Chris Godwin, um, Jake. Who's the Seattle kicker? Jake, Jason Myers, and the Seahawks defense. So, um. That's my lineup. Hopefully, it can take me to victory. I'm facing Aidski, good old Adar, producer Aiden. Um, and right now, not tie tie though. He's not tie tie. I don't he's know if he's going to make go. make more adjustments to his lineup, but as of right now, we're we're both projected to get 110 points. So it's going to be it's going to be a shootout. So hopefully, I can make a run. You know, it's not about the regular season now. It's about uh, who's hot. So yeah, hopefully Herbert absolutely. won't put up four against the Atlanta secondary. Hopefully, yep. <laughs> hopefully he grows his hair out and gets hot again. I mean, he what? Grows his hair out. So uh, uh, <laughs> no, but um, I think you know I've I made the playoffs, so I have a shot. So uh, you should look at projection for Scott and I. Uh, just just so. don't look at the don't look at the roster. Just look at the projection. Okay, I have it right here. Yeah. Joel Bynes, Scott and Key. Shoot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 101 to 0. Yep. I am uh, pulling a fear tactic here. I benched all my players. Scott's not going to know what hit him. Hey. When I put them all in at sun- hey. when I sleep <laughs> when I sleep in through Sunday 1 o'clock and end up with an empty lineup and lose the playoffs because I try to be an idiot. So, well, 101's not even that bad for Scott. So No, uh, my team's my team's projected at 102 with everybody in. Josh, I put in Josh Jacobs as well, even yeah. though he's only projected to get 5, but it's just because I have some waivers and uh, Josh Jacobs so I don't think he'll play. Playing? Uh, you know what's funny? He got hurt again. Different injury. So oh. is his thigh status injury. is up in up in the air. Yeah, it's a, it's a thigh injury. But I don't I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's it's not like an injury. It's just a little bit of tightness. So I think you know he'll he'll hit the therapy. He'll get he'll hit the table and uh, he'll get loosened up. He'll be ready to go for Sunday. All right. Well. All right. Good luck. Good. Adar, he's listening in right now. Um, Aiden, best of luck to you. I can't wait to bounce at Adar in the first round. And yeah. I, I think uh, I my favorite thing that you did all season, Brady, was you uh, took Derrick Henry out of the playoffs because Mitch had him, and Mitch is no longer in the playoffs. So thank you for that. That's how you do it. He's about to drop ninety points in three consecutive <laughs> weeks, and he's not a factor in the playoffs. That's so nice. Yeah, you gotta you gotta win with depth. You know, it's it's easy to just play Henry and he gets sixty points. Um, yeah. And uh, at one point, I had Derrick Henry and Elvin Kamara. Let the record show. What a I don't know how that happened, but uh, you you should have you should have <laughs> kept him. <laughs> You'd be number one in the in the league right oh. now. After, after that trade, five straight made the win. That's true. Because I was losing, I was losing with them too. So that's when I realized, okay, it's not about two good running backs. Yeah, in the top two. And I mean, you also picked up yeah, Darren Waller, who scared the well, shit out of me this week. 38 points and Darren Waller and Clyde Waller and, and Robinson and, and Clyde. Who's great? Clyde. He's been okay. Although he didn't, he didn't even play last. He didn't even play on Sunday. Yeah, which is a very beneficial factor to us both making playoffs to let the record show. Yep. So there it is. There's there my hour long interview. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When we were recording with Aiden oh. and Brady or Aiden and Ryan, we we're like, oh, 30 minutes. That's way too long. Uh, you and I just go and talk for an hour. I didn't mean that. I was trying to go freaking super Yeah, can you imagine if I was just like, oh, just take your time. You and I can just shoot the shit. This is longer than most of our podcasts that we recorded recently. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Um, you don't need to edit this, at least. You can just splice them together, I hope. Oh, no, I do need to edit it, because Ryan's, there was something that happened in the middle of it I have it written down. And then the splicing together is going to be interesting. But I meant, um, like, uh, for, for ours. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I can just throw this right in. Yeah. Um, so I think this episode's going to come out the week that we're the, the week that we're recording this, Brady. I'm going to try and get it all done tomorrow. Uh, and then after that, we got a Christmas special coming out, and uh, hey, and yeah. So we'll, we'll, oh, and we'll do Secret Santa live on there, and I'm very excited for that. Yeah, live um, on air. Well, live on air. We'll do we'll do a gift uh, a gift reveal, a pack opening. If you if you're nasty. Um, <laughs> so with that. And I think this works out perfectly. Brady, you want to you want to hit us with the sign off? Yes, it does work out perfectly. Um, real quick, I forget if I promoted these people or not. Uh, my buddy Darius from Guelph, he's a, he's on the football team um, with uh, a with uh, with AJ there. He got drafted in the CFL. I'm pretty sure uh, they have a podcast, the DAT Entertainment Podcast on Spotify. Dat Entertainment. Um, check them out. Very. Uh, very very funny guys talking about some real shit. Um, very very yeah, very funny guys. So check them out. All right. So once you're done uh, making me jealous of your other friends, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to you want to hit us with the outro? Yeah. May your punts be high and down inside the ten. See ya, boys and girls. Go Bucks. No.